It is not the offspring of witchcraft or Satan. It was created by man. It will grow to be 15 feet tall. It will have huge eyes, webbed hands, hooked claws. It will walk upright. And it will mindlessly, mercilessly kill every living thing it meets. Prophecy. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. in a Clone Wars. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Clone Wars, where two similar pieces of media clash to be crowned champion. Two go in, and only one comes out. If you go down to the woods today, you're in for a big surprise. If you go down to the woods today, you might just lose your eyes. Because today is the day the teddy bears are having a picnic of blood and carnage. Uh, we are here, myself and Math. Uh, Milky Math, he's going to milk his first appearance for all it's worth. Um, and we are here to celebrate the release, the upcoming release of Cocaine Bear, based on a true story, scarily enough. And uh, we're going to be looking at two Jaws exploitation films, but it's not a fishy tale. It's not a, it's not a shark tale. It's none of those tales. But in fact, it's about the most dangerous Jaws on land. We're going to be talking about Grizzly from 1976 and Prophecy from 1979. And we're going to see which bear is the best of the bears. Math, how are you, sir? Welcome to Prattle World. This is your first appearance. How are you feeling about it? I am fantastic, and I am here because I took the piss. You certainly are, yes. Yeah, I, uh, I suggested on our um, on our, the Comics in Motion Discord, which we're, we're all on, all the Comics in Motioners and related podcasts or family podcasts, uh, and you were like, oh, I'm so glad you, you're you going to watch these shit films and not me. And I was like, all right, because of that comment, you're doing them too. We're here to bear all. Oh, the yes. first one. There we go. Get ready for all the all the bear puns that are coming. Yeah. Uh, Hang on, heck? let me just just pause. We'll do a big pause. Oh, that. See, I didn't yeah, get that one. Yeah. I didn't even get that one for a minute. I was like, I was like, oh, he's being too clever now. It's too clever. <laughs> all the, all this humor, all this bear related humor. Um, don't worry. Uh, well. Before anybody goes into hibernation, let's get started, Math. Unless there's anything else you want to say before we get going? No, I'll I'll probably save them and try vitamin here and there and that. <laughs> right. So, Math, you know by listening to the show, I like to ask people to do the synopses 
for these films. So why don't you give us the synopsis for the first film, Grizzly, 1976. Right. Okay. A park ranger, along with a military uh, veteran helicopter pilot and a naturist, tries to halt a wild, rampaging, prehistoric grizzly bear of 15 feet high, weighing 3,000 pounds. And it's gone rogue and has developed a taste for human blood and flesh. It had a taste for, for female campers as well. It seemed to have. It, it did. It did. Um, I was I was looking I was looking up some of the trivia on IMDb, and they never really explain in the film why the bear is doing what it's doing because it's unusual, obviously, for a grizzly to behave this way. And uh, they one of the reasons they cite is they go, <laughs> basically, the book goes, the bears can smell the menstruation. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, that's a. You could, I think, you could have come up with a better idea than that. I, I mean, I, I didn't look that deep, but I, I just took it as what it was. That it, it that, I mean, the way it starts off, it's very much kind of within the first probably ten minutes, it's killed already a couple of people, and it's just it's off to the races. And I think that's one of the good things about the the actual film, the fact that. It knows what it wants to be. Before we started talking about Grizzly, before we get really into Grizzly, um, I forgot to do the reasons for comparison, which I always oh, right, do. Oh, yes. Sorry. Which is which is very... No, it's my fault. I, I said, tell me about Grizzly. And I was like, oh, no. Our reasons for comparison before we get full on into Grizzly. Both films were released only three years apart. Both films tried to capitalise on the success of Jaws. Both films feature killer bears loose in the forest. Both films make reference to Native American culture and history. Both feature an ecological message. Both films feature a bear destroying a cabin. Both films feature helicopters being grounded and the pilot being killed. Both have somewhat brooked endings. And both feature child deaths. Mm, lovely. Uh, so, math. Carry on. What were you saying about Grizzly? Now we know why we're comparing these two oh, films. It reminded me of Little House and Fairy, kind of the jovial music as it just started along. And you see these two women kind of dancing along there, going off to camp. You think, oh, okay, nice. So I know it's a horror film, and obviously we know what's going to happen, but it's going to probably build. No, they're dead. It just, it just. <laughs> It kind of came out. There, there is there's obviously it's it's an old film, and so there's there's certain things that they they could only just about do back then. The camera shots of the bear are very low to the ground when they you expect this big fifteen foot bear, which fair enough when it's stood on its hind legs and obviously, mm. but still it seemed quite low at times. It it, it felt like um, Warwick Davis was running along with the camera at times. <laughs> It just it just went straight into it, and from then onwards, I did write it down somewhere on a different notepad. That, that uh, there's, I think there's about ten or so depths in it. It, it just it continuously go, keeps going through them. The plot is there is a bear on the loose, and they have to take this bear out. There's this, you know, the the, the helicopter pilot who he seemed very offish at times. He seemed mm. kind of he didn't seem to fit in the story. He was uh, it was more of a kind of he, he kind of he was to get him from point A to point B until near the, the back end of the film. And that and then obviously we meet further down the line. Oh, the bear man, bear man, the, the grizzly Scott, man. Scott, yeah, you know who's there? You know thinks he's um thinks he's a predator or something. I don't know. <laughs> and that, but. It just went off on one, and I thought, right, I'm, I'm, I'm in for this. I'm in for this. It's, it's, it's special effects wise, 
not not always the greatest. It's obviously there's someone's got a a a, cl- uh, a bear glove on, and you know you just see a few scrapes here and there. But it was pretty brutal. The the killings yeah. as well. I thought. I thought it was. Obviously, they're using footage and they're filming a bear and obviously they're getting it to do things. But at least it is a bear, you know. It's a, it's yeah. a real-life bear, unlike Prophecy, where it's a costume. You know, there there is some level of realism to it. Um, and then, they're like, the bits where it is a costume or a mechanical bear or whatever it is, um, it, they're only very brief. So it's yeah. like... It's like when they use CGI, but they use it for too long, and you're like, okay, I can tell it's fake now. But if you're cutting it away quickly, then I can I can kind of suspend my disbelief a little bit more. It's an element of that show, don't tell. Yeah. Uh, sort of tell, don't show, even. The less you see, the more it kind of adds to it, because then you, your mind fills in them blanks. The fact that, you know, they keep telling you that this bear is 15 foot tall. You know, this is a big bear. This is So, you know your mind starts to kind of go along with that. And it, because you're not really seeing it, apart from little bits of footage, which, to be fair, the footage, uh, this bear, I don't know if it was related to Gentle Ben, but it, it seems very much <laughs> like that. Um, but I think that's where it kind of it, it excels to a certain degree because because you don't you see the deaths and you see the outcome of the, all the deaths, but you don't really see the bear as much so it, your mind fills in them blank so you make it a lot more scarier in your mind than what it, what technically it is i think so yeah i i i really like i think when it's the film's at its strongest is is during the kind of bear attacks i think i think that those are probably the most interesting parts of the film because i was i was shocked by the amount of violence and brutality and what i like is i like horror films that are shot in the day and it's yeah. very rare that you actually see that and it still be scary to a degree you know obviously the scenes at night but I'd say the scariest scenes are during the day where you can see everything. Like when the grizzly man, I can't remember his name, but when the grizzly man rides into the bear and he just, that horse's head just fucking comes <laughs> off. Like one swipe. It's like, it's like the godfather of bears. Just like, whack, gone. And you're like, shit. The bear's power is a bit of a thing. <laughs> so the, like you said, when the, uh, it's Arthur Scott, he goes charging into the bear on his horse and the horse's head gets cleaned straight off, yet Arthur gets a swipe, which has just cleaned his horse's head off and he just gets a little bit of a scratch on his face. Yeah. And you're left flat thinking, oh, okay. So, so whether he wasn't aiming to kill at that point or it's just a plot point more than anything else, the fact that it is in the daytime, I suppose, does make it a little bit more scary because you can see what, well, it's coming right at yeah. you. Yeah. When it's I when not... I did um when I did scare acting, I realized that one of the better way to scare ways to scare people wasn't to jump out. It was just to like slowly walk towards them mm. and then all of a sudden just fucking run at full speed. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you see it in their eyes, you see they know you're coming, they can see it coming, they think they can walk past you, and you're like, oh, I'm just a slow moving zombie. Psych! And then you run fucking at them and they shit themselves. Yeah, I think, is it Day of the Dead, um, the the newer one that they did, uh, where the, we were used to always zombies just shambling towards them. And I think when they first meet one of the zombies and it just kind of it turns and it walks slowly and then all of a sudden it just pelts at you. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, th- this is not what I'm used to. This is mm-hmm. not, you know, which... I, th- I think that possibly is a bit more of a scary thing. You know, they do it a lot with, like, Michael Myers. He's, yeah. You know I mean, he's he's always behind him. I mean, 
he must have a little motorcycle side and that which he, he walks and then he quickly jumps on there to catch him up again because he's always walking. It's that fear thing that you can see. He doesn't mind you seeing him coming at him and that because he knows he's going to get him. And it's the same as this. I suppose this is the Michael Myers of bears. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't mind the fact that, you know, I'm a big fucking bear and I'm going to, I'm going to whip his throat out. He, he knows what he knows what he is. He knows what he can do. And yeah. he just goes at you like apex predator. Um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I do think that it's a little bit, I think the film's a little bit washed out though. I will say that it's, there's just this kind of, it's almost like sepia tone, like just the colors on the, mm. on the screen. I think, I think prophecy is a bit more colorful and they do a bit more with the kind of cinematography there. Yeah. Um, but but I, I did quite enjoy it. I will say this: it is <laughs> if you're looking for a Jaws ripoff, this is like story beat for bloody beat is Jaws. Like yeah. it, you've got um instead of a mayor, you've got a park and park manager. Uh, the guy who runs the park. He's like, we can't close the park. This is our busiest time of year. You've got the bear man who's the quint, and you've got the the Vietnam guy helicopter pilot who is. I think it's Sonny or Donny. Um, he's yeah. he's like kind of like a hooper, but he's more like a, a Vietnam PTSD hooper who likes his guns and stuff. And he says some very unflattering things and racist things about yes. the Vietnamese. So uh, that won't be repeated here. Don't worry. There's a little bit of racism in the next film as well. So we'll discuss that when we get to it. Um, there's another reason for comparison. Both feature moments of racism they're pushing to racism a little bit, bit yeah. more more blatantly i'd say yeah. yeah a bit more blatantly i mean we'll get into into that one but i i do think they kind of get away with well get away with it, it's not the right word there's a bit of the start property where you kind of it shows the downtrodden beats of the black people there but they he's trying to do something he's trying to make a difference there so yeah, of course yeah you know, it's just unfortunate then you go into the into the woods, and uh, yes, there's, there's several there's of people. There. But uh, in this story, I like, I like what you were saying that it just it's off to the races, no, no messing around, no setup, just like today's open, it's going to be busy, we're understaffed, off we go. Someone's been killed, right? Crack on. But I will say this. There's a lot of scenes of them just kind of sitting around, especially especially uh, Christopher George's character. And he's sitting around going like, getting drunk and going, oh man, I wish I was out there finding that bear. Yeah, we'll get the the fuck out there. Get out there, Chris. What are you doing? It's like, oh, oh, you don't know what it's like. All these people dying. Do your bloody job. Yeah, I think uh, Alison is that is his girlfriend. uh, Oh, why? Why was she even in it? Yeah, she's like, I know what's wrong. You want to catch this bear? And it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) that's my job. And, And you know, she's trying to be sympathetic, but by you know kind of repeating everything that he's just said that, yeah, I need to go out there and do my job. But I'll just have another fag and another drink and we'll wait until the morning. Yeah, and I'll have a go at the park manager. Yeah. You're being a dick. <laughs> like, I just, it was real, it's a real shame because I'm sure she's a great actress, but they give her absolutely nothing to do. And she has a scene with her dad where he's like, I buy the best wines and people come back. Yeah, but you're going bankrupt. I don't care. And yeah. then and then um he turns up and it doesn't really feel like there's no chemistry, I'd say, between her and George, really. It doesn't feel like they're in a relationship or boyfriend and girlfriend, but I I feel like they they are, but it never felt like that explicit to me. I mean, I do wonder whether maybe there was a different cut because 
there's a scene in it with um, two of the park rangers who, you know, obviously have a bit of a thing for each other and they go off to hunt this bear together and they get off to this secluded area where there's a lovely waterfall and he says, do you know what? I'm going to look up there on my own. And I'm like, okay, I'll go and dip my feet in the water. And that's the point of thinking, well, you're fucking dead, aren't you? Yeah, you're stupid. Yeah. You are yeah. thick. Yeah, there's a killer bear on the loose. I know what, I'll strip off and go somewhere alone. And it, it's like, again, I think she was put in there for a bit of eye candy and a bit of let's oh, strip she, her down. Yeah, she was a 70s Playmate model. Yeah, so. and that, but, you know, apart from a brief little mention later on, they don't really mention the fact that she's been killed and that, or, she, or she's even disappeared. I, I wonder whether there was a slightly different cut that had a bit more... It, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it would have made it better or not, but a bit more story to it to try to fill in some of them holes. Because it, for all I did enjoy it, it does feel a little bit disjointed at times. Like we've got a scene of the bear killing something, we've got a scene of George, we've got a scene of the bear killing, and it, it just seemed to kind of mix match together at times. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like the female character. I, I just feel like the female characters in this are really just just there. Like the the only conversation they have, like Christopher George tells his girl, they have a few other conversations. Like, oh man, I wish I was finding the spare. Get out there, you dick! Stop complaining. Stop drinking. And actually, do your job. I'm not surprised the park manager's having a go at him. He's just sat around <laughs> drinking. Um, fortunately, that's that's a real life problem that Christopher George had, and probably led right. to his, led to his heart attack. Unfortunately, it was a big cigar smoker as well which probably didn't help just the the conversation they have in the bar like oh yeah they have that they have her out photographing stuff because she's a photographer which is great it's cool you know she's got a bit of agency there she's like uh, he's like i want you safe i want you back home i don't want you dealing with all this and then and then later on he's like you're absolutely not doing anything i'm going to be a misogynist and tell you to stay in your place and get back inside uh you're not allowed to do this and then we never see her again it's not like they broke up they didn't reunite they didn't do anything uh, that's it she's just out of the film which again that's why it, it feels sometimes like maybe there should have been something more there but they just kind of said, no, she's been on on screen for long enough now. Let's move back on to the, you know, the men and the bears mm. and that. And it, I mean, it is very, they're trying to do very masculinity of, you know, oh, sure. we are men. And, mm. you know, even when they get all the, all, all the hunters who come along, which straight away you think, well, stay in a pair, stay together. There's a giant bear on the loose. Surely it would make more sense to go out in a group. And obviously that, some of them don't. One of them in particular, who then this hunter who has gone out there to kill a bear, he sees a bear and shits himself and runs it, drops his gun and runs it away. And you think, oh, come on, mate. You know, you know what he signed up for. What are you doing? We're going on a bear hunt. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to shit our pants. <laughs> I do like the fact, though, the bear was very much kind of, it had one idea of it's just going to kill. That's all it was doing. That's that's. It's like, you know, the manager on a football team has said, right, you go out there, this is what you're going to go do. And that's kind of what they aimed at doing with that. It's just the other little bits in between were just sometimes it repeated itself. And it's funny now, because now we're talking about it, I'm talking myself out, I'm I enjoy, enjoyed it. Um, maybe it was a shit film after all. Um, <laughs> shit, but good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't regret watching it. I actually, I did actually quite enjoy it. Um, there is one thing that they did do in this, which they're doing the other one as well. Hmm. 
And I really thought, I like the fact that they've, they've gone for this. And there's a bit with the kid and the rabbit and the mum. And it's a nice little thing. And you think, oh, well, that rabbit's definitely dead. And that kid's probably going to... And again, left the kid alone. Stop, <laughs> stop leaving people on their own for yeah, two minutes. Yeah. There's a giant bear out. It's a white little billy. You stay out there and go play with your rabbit. We've got a little picket fence. It'll be fine. That'll protect yeah. us. Yeah, it's what, probably like two foot tall and, you know, there's a 15 foot bear. No, you'll be right, mate. But when it goes at that kid and, you know, it, it, you then get the after effect and you see the kid's missing an arm and it's missing a leg and you're thinking, fucking hell, they've actually killed a kid on screen. This is... this Broad is daylight. They, they've really gone for this. Oh, no, no, we're rushing him to hospital and he's going to be fine. <laughs> now, he's lost an arm and a leg. Now... That ambulance didn't turn up in the next 30 seconds and they didn't, like, tie his arm and his leg off. He's dead. There's, I'm sorry, but no, there is there's no, no... There's no tourniquets or anything yeah. on him, I don't think. So, yeah, it's probably... But he's, it, they don't They don't really say... They never, they never reveal whether he survives or not, but I'm yeah. going to say he probably died. But I think that was their get-out-of-jail-free card if someone was like, oh, this is this is abhorrent. How can you kill a child on screen? How can you show child deaths? This is horrible. And they could go, well... Didn't he didn't die. die. We didn't say he was dead. That's their yeah. get out of jail free card. Which uh, that, that's the one thing that I, I feel that they it's a shame that they backed out of. Fair, fair enough, they probably didn't want the backlash, but you know, sure. you know what kind of film you are, and that you know, just just lean into it. You know, maybe have more children deaths. You know, it, it, <laughs> we, <laughs> we could have had a supply. We could have had a teddy bear picnic. You know, a bunch of school kids there, and the, the bear just comes in and goes, "Oh, orders, nice one." <laughs> well, well, that's what uh, that's one of my favorite bits in the film. Actually, is when um, the Vietnam veteran is like, is like the Native Americans were here, and uh, they, when they were on this land, they got attacked by a whole. I think they call them a herd. I don't think you call them a herd. I think it's like a pack of bears or a a sloth of bears, I think, something like that. And uh, they just came and just cannibalized them. And they're like, they would never do that. The bear man is like, you're talking absolute shite. And he's like, you weren't there, man. And neither was I. But it could have happened. It could be real. You know, why would they make up these stories if it wasn't somewhat real? Um, so I, I, it was quite kind of, it's those kind of creepy campfire stories I quite enjoy. Like a, like in Friday the 13th, part two, they're like, I'm going to set you straight on Jason. This is Jason. And they'll mm. do the whole spooky story and stuff. I, I always enjoy that. Or in the fog, where they have the the intro and the outro to the fog, I love that bit. So I'm always up for a little bit of that. <clears throat> you, you, you was right. It's a, a sloop of a sloth of bears. Ah, I've, I've got to talk about two of the things I don't really like about this. One, two, yeah, just two, two. Just the, <laughs> only two. Everything else is excellent. It's the best Oscar-winning material. Mm. No, the two main gripes I have with it. I think the music is atrocious never fits the scene it's in it never knows what it's it's there's so many different styles and it's so all over the place and sometimes there's loads of music sometimes there isn't sometimes it's dramatic sometimes it's like tinkling clink and i was just like what what is this yeah and also the dubbing on an american <laughs> film of this caliber i have I, it, it might as well be the lowest budgeted italian film because the dubbing doesn't match uh, on the best of times, it doesn't even work. Um, the best dubbing is when they're in the fucking helicopter, if anything, <laughs> which is when it probably should be at its worst. But yeah, you know, just in these it, scenes, I don't know. I guess maybe because they filmed in a forest, it was probably 
a bit difficult to get like just it, yeah. good natural sound. I suppose you look at it in these days, you would expect, you know, the top class mics would be able to kind of filter all that out and be able to do it. Whereas back then it would have been a case of let's just film it hope for the best and then we'll just yeah. these are available on youtube like you've said they are i did kind of think maybe it's a youtube thing that there's a little bit of because you, you do get that sometimes oh yeah i was gonna say there was bits when i was watching where i think the footage has, had been sped up like in sections yeah yeah you the, notice that that's why i kind of thought maybe the, there is another cut of this where as bits being pulled out you know sometimes they do do that they do pull little bits out that you know when they're kind of going to stick it on, on you know, on on YouTube and that, is, I can't see anyone really wanting to sit there and kind of start butchering this film. <laughs> they're just like, this but, is the worst thing I've ever seen. I tell you what, this, this film's not very good. Let's let's uh, let's go and rip it apart a little bit more. Hmm. But no, it, I did kind of. It's one of those. I think when you start watching it, over time, it it's like when I watch a uh, an Ip Man and I'm hmm. watching it with the subtitles on. You, you just get used to kind of reading the subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of times when I'm watching TV downstairs anyway, because kids are asleep upstairs, I put subtitles on. So I think you, your mind just kind of gets into the fact that, yeah, things are a bit out of place, but I'm just, you know, this is an Oscar performance. No, it's. I mean, it's a genre It's a genre film, isn't it? Mm. And, that's, and that's mostly what I do here is kind of genre stuff because that, that's what interests me. I don't want to do dramas about depression and things like that because um it doesn't interest me unfortunately and not that it's a not a bad thing but that those those for me are the true horror films the things that are like oh fuck unemployment oh fuck yeah. uh you know homelessness shit that stuff's really scary a killer bear i'll be fine just give him a cut yeah well, uh, that's it. you can quite easily come here and discuss i mean you know this film sinless list is a oh, yes. fantastic film mm. I would struggle to talk about it because it, it is it's heartbreaking at times. You know, well, it, it, I, it's, it's coming it's coming this year on this podcast. Me and Andy. I, I'm not doing that. By, <laughs> don't worry, no, no, it's me and Andy. We've uh, he's, uh, the Patreon have voted for what they want Andy to talk about, uh, and it's going to be Schindler's List. But we're gonna we're gonna leave that a little bit after World War Two month, which is coming up soon. Um, I'm gonna have to start working on that as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it a little later in the year. Just give it a bit of breathing room. Give it its it, own. It's one time. of them things. It's it's a fantastic. The, the certain films you you know they're fantastic films, but you're probably only going to really watch them once because they, they leave such a standard effect on you. It, you know, Schindler's List is a, an amazing film, but I, I don't think I would want to go back and watch it again because you know it it was a bit of a, an emotional ride. Mm, absolutely. Forward. Well, you've rewatched both of these films, so they must well, be yeah. they must be they must be gold as well. They must well, be absolute gold. I mean, no, I re I rewatched parts of Grizzly again because there were oh, bits I'm thinking have I missed something here? She just died and no one's mentioned the fact that she's dead. Um okay. I'm you know, it's one of those sometimes when I'm watching them on the night time, I think did it, did I nod off five minutes? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I do work early morning, so it, it does happen. I do end up watching stuff and watching it twice because you think that didn't make sense. No, no, I, I, I didn't miss anything. They just, they obviously just didn't care about her. <laughs> no, no. Well, I think the film just, just doesn't care about women. I was like, well, well, oh, we'll have to have some women in it, I guess. 
with yeah, it yeah. being the seventies and being progressive. Um, they just they just don't fucking do anything with them. It's almost like at least you've got a job here, love. It's like no, you need to do like I think the other film does that brilliantly. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. more of a a female arc and a character. I think it's actually probably one of the more interesting parts of that film. Um, this uh, this film was actually the most financially successful independent film of 1976. It made an impressive $39 million. Um, So breaking several records. And then two years later, Halloween came along and knocked it off its (laughs) spot. Because it made so much money, um, the, the producer and distributor, Edward L. Montoro, decided to keep... All the profits for himself. Oh, that's that's nice of him. So he didn't, he didn't pay the co-producers, co-writers, David Sheldon, Harry Flaxman, or its director, William Girdler. All three of them sued, and Montoro was eventually ordered by the Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles County Superior Court to pay box office proceeds due to all of those men. But he didn't stop their math. He wanted a bit more money. Uh, he also never paid the uh, Screen Actors Guild, and he kept any, any and all of the residuals. And in 1984, Montoro surprised everyone in the film industry when he suddenly and seemingly, uh, right out of nowhere, embezzled $1 million from the bank accounts of his own company, Film Ventures International, and fled the country, after which he disappeared and was never seen again. Nor is it known to this day if he is still alive or dead. His present whereabouts also remain unknown. Oh, God. There you go. There you go. So um, if you make big on a film, just... <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll... Uh... <laughs> He checks him in the post, mate. Don't worry about it. Off we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll get you that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. problem. Yeah. So, uh, next week. See you then. <laughs> I'm in the neither balls a, him to do Neither <laughs> alive nor dead, uh, <laughs> Mr. Montoro. Uh, un- unbelievable. Ah! <laughs> you did it. You did it. Uh did he did he come to a grizzly death? Oh, hey, grizzly yeah, end. <laughs> very good, very good. Oh dear. Well, he got his paws on that money, didn't he? Oh, uh, um, here's another here's another interesting fact as well. You know the poster, the main poster with the young lady, yes, and the the bear towering over her, like very which, menacing. Which looks amazing. I mean, looks, and you know what? Like, and do you know why it looks amazing, Matt? It's because it's done by Neil Adams, famous Batman and DC yes. Comics artist. That's why it looks so bloody good because it's drawn by that lovely man who sadly passed away last year. Mm. Um, we were supposed to do a podcast on him and Jules Perez, but uh, Dennis was ill, so we we didn't do it in the end. But uh, I love that man. Uh, so yeah, so he does the poster, and that I was like, I was like, I'm sure that's Neil Adams. And then I looked it up, and I was like, yes, I was correct. And he did quite a few movie posters, in fact. I was sure when when you obviously mentioned these, and I was looking that between the two. Two pictures of the like the the covers. This really did stand out a lot more than I mean. Puffs is a weird one. It's a strange cover, but this one really does kind of stand out. You kind of think, oh, I mean, obviously with who, who's who's drawn it, it, you could see this being a comic. You know, mm-hmm. you could see it definitely being that way. 
Sorry, I, I just got distracted because I've gone on IMDb and I've just seen the trailer of Grizzly and the giant bear coming out. <laughs> <laughs> did, you get, did you get scared it, by the trailer? It, it, it's just, it's like gentle Bench coming to give the helicopter a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. And, and again, I, I still haven't. I'm not. I'm not sold on the fact he's 15 foot tall. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. Um, the tagline is 18 feet of towering inferno, but he's 15 foot. Correct. Uh, correct. In the film, yeah, in the film. <laughs> so they've uh, he's, he, they must have cut him off at the knees uh, yeah. to get into that size. I don't, I don't think it really matters. I I don't know how 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 much 18 feet appears and 15 feet appears. I'm not. I'm not great with measurements and stuff. I'd still see a big a big fucking bear coming at me so i wouldn't really care i wouldn't be going not quite 18 feet there um, <laughs> hang on a minute i'll just wait, get my tape measure out just uh sorry and it's just like <laughs> you know i'm 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 gonna just fucking run or play dead whatever the whatever the situation calls for whatever yeah. you, where you should do in the during a bear attack uh, my friend uh nathan smith he he always said to me he was like i can take a bear <laughs> yeah, of okay. course you can. And he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, just cuddly, aren't they? Just you know, big softies. And I was like, no, I, I'm pretty sure he said he could take a hippo as well. And I'm like, no, no, they, they are also some of the most deadliest animals on the yeah. planet. I mean, one of the things as well in the film, the, the, there's a bit where Michael, Don, and Arthur are all camping outside near the end, and they're gonna, they've got a helicopter, and yet they get their sleeping bags out and go to sleep on the floor. And it's like, you've got a giant bear that is on the rampage and you've got a helicopter that you would be slightly a bit more safer inside. And yet you're going to sleep on the floor. And that it's just like... Uh, and the, the thing is, earlier in the film, they've, they've confirmed and even say in that scene that the bear circles back to its attack, circles yeah. back around to the previous places it attacked. So so if you are there at one of the attacks, then he's gonna come and get you. And mm. they were like and they're like and they're like, oh what if he circles back and he's like, well pray he doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. But we know he does. <laughs> we know it, we know that that's the pattern you've depicted and said. Like how does that make sense that you're just gonna just gonna go, you know what? I think we'll be safe right here, even though this is the exact pattern that will come and kill us with again. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't understand that at all, that logic. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. But the uh, there's that bit where they get that that poor black bear comes along that like yeah it's a smaller I'm not sure if it's if it's an adult black bear or a baby black bear, but it's a, it's definitely a black bear and it, it um they trap it. To, for uh, for bait, just set it as bait, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get it this way. Mm. <laughs> just fucking eats it. <laughs> just like, and then someone, and he, Christopher George, comes up his character and goes, "Who thought this was a good idea?" <laughs> yeah. uh, that would need me. Uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, all the fucking hunters come along and they're shooting their guns and drinking their beer and stuff. Uh, and it's like, who invited all these? And it's like the the park range, the park manager is like, I invited them. And why is the press here? Oh, I invited them because I want to. I want them to see us do a a really good, clean job. But he's like, a clean job. There's people with arms missing and legs <laughs> missing. What are you on about? It's bloody. Yeah. It's all hell out there. He's like, ah, no, we'll show them, and we we need the publicity, and we need this, and you know. Which I suppose in his mind he's thinking these guys are gonna, you know, they're gonna go hunt down this bear. It's only a bear, you know. So let let's make a big thing of it, and obviously. It doesn't go that that way. I mean, again, it just kind of. I mean, the ending. 
<laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Did I miss where did the bazooka come from? Was it... <laughs> Don't worry, no, no, no. It is, it is Chekhov's is... bazooka because it, um, as they're getting into the helicopter, so he, um, after the the child dies, he speaks to the the manager and he's he's like, this scumbag let this child die. This happened. This happened. He's been cutting costs, cutting corners. Here's here's your real story. And he's like, oh yeah, that will make a really good story. And he's like, you're scum as well because you're a reporter and you you're just here for the blood and the money. Um, so fuck you as well. And then he goes off on his own after he's been fired. Uh, goes rogue and he get him and his Vietnam mate jump in the helicopter. And as they're going into the helicopter, he hands him the bazooka. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because he's yeah, like, hey, yeah. take this one, and we'll need this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's obviously you know ex army. You know, I think I think when you leave, you normally get like a, a bazooka. Um, just given to you. <laughs> Do you? Well, <laughs> you, you, you must have because he. <laughs> it, that's the thing. It would just. Uh, well done on your. Odd one. Well, well done in your three tours in Vietnam. It's yeah. a bazooka, a yeah. fully loaded bazooka. Yeah, it's got your name. You know, just it's got just your name on it. <laughs> This but, bazooka's yeah. got your name on it. I don't think that's a thing, Math. I don't think no. they just gift people, <laughs> especially especially coming out of coming out of Vietnam. PTSD, you know, flashbacks. I don't think they're going to go. You know what? We should hand them <laughs> a highly explosive <laughs> rocket-propelled <laughs> grenade. That's you what think we that's do. a bad idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. it is America though, so they can get guns around the corner anyway. So without sure. without very many security checks. Um, but that is that is the land of the free, apparently. <laughs> uh, let's talk, let's talk about the ending. Spoilers for the ending of this uh, killer bear movie. Uh, one, two, three. The bear is killed. Funnily <gasps> enough, shock horror. Uh, so, why don't you tell us about this ending? <laughs> well, I think Arthur's already been killed at that point, aren't they? Mm. That was uh, that's another thing as well. Like they, he, like you were talking about the the swipe knocks him down. Yeah, you know, kills the horse with heads off the horse, kills him, and then he buries him because they explain that that's part of the behavior. Yeah, they come back and eat him, don't they? Yeah, so exactly. They just it's... keep it fresh by putting it yeah. underground, and then they come and just nibble. And then he wakes up, and this whole long scene of him, like slowly his arms twitching, slowly he's coming around, he's moving his head, and he's like waking up, and he's like, oh, "What the hell happened last night? Get the name of that truck." <laughs> uh, and uh, and then and then he gets up, and then the bear's there and just kills him. You might as well have just killed him two minutes ago. I felt like I felt like that was like oh, we need a bit more for the runtime to make it an hour and a half. Yeah, it, it was if that false hope of oh look he's going to make it because you know he mm. he's one with nature. He knows about these things. He comes round and now, mate, Sorry. I've got your number, mate. I, I felt I felt if they were going to do that, he needed to get further. Like he needed to get get to a point where we would believe that he's going to get out alive. Yeah, and it, then. It, it, if maybe you know he, he was crawling, he was maybe climbing a tree, or maybe getting away one way, other than the, the bear just took him down that way. But it was just, it was just like he was sat waiting and thinking, "I, right, it's like I tell my kids not to play with their food, but that's obviously what the, the bear were doing." You know, <laughs> Fair it, enough. It, it just, it just didn't make sense. Maybe it was just to fill a little bit more time. I, I mean, I thought this film kind of went. The pacing was very quick. It didn't mm. feel like it was an hour and a half long. No, um, it, it it did kind of fly through fairly fast. It's then... it's pretty, but it's pretty basic, straightforward story. 
there's not a load of character development moments really it's mostly just like there's a bear got to stop the bear yeah. and I, and i think if you like those kind of films if you're open to um you know ch- very cheesy 70s you know animal attack action kind of movies if you're into if you like jaws and you want and you're sick of watching jaws i would pick uh, you know what I would pick either of these films over Jaws: The Revenge. I will say that now. <laughs> these are at head, head and above the but, Jaws: The Revenge. But did it get Michael Caine his mum a house? No, it didn't. It didn't. No, but, exactly. but it got that. It got it got the it got the producer enough money to <laughs> to fucking yeah. disappear with, didn't it? So. Yeah, it didn't get, give anyone else anything. Get ready for a pun. Okay. You know, when we come to the ending and Don goes at the bear barehanded. That was an interesting one, the fact that the bear just gives it a bear hug and kind of squeezes the life out of him with, the, you know, the, that actually wasn't a bad death. You know, you kind of felt there was a little bit more to that one. Because for George, he, he's shooting his rifle at them, nothing's really happening, and it runs, gets the bazooka, and there's just a big explosion. The end. <laughs> That is the that is it. He just kind of yeah. walks off. Everyone's dead, yeah. and he just like he walks off, and you can see him as you kind of go to the credits. He just sits down, w- l- looks at this. There's a gr- that great bit where he attacks the helicopter, and it's just like yeah. spinning. That was that was pretty cool. You can you can tell that guy that guy is a there's a guy in a bear when it, it stands up. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's stood over the it's it's very much like the poster. He stood over the the helicopter with those arms up and everything. And, uh, and again, I don't I don't mind it because I think they hit it well enough. Where I'm like, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's where the yeah, film ends. It's very much we've. I've killed it now. I suppose we're gonna walk home. Yeah. And 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 that were kind of it. <laughs> I think he uh, realised it's it's like twelve miles or something. I can't yeah. remember how long it was. Um, to be fair, I don't know what else they could have added to the ending to really make it any better. Sometimes films like these, it's do need to end. They do just we just it, need to kind of pull the plaster off and just you know. That's yeah, it. true, true. I mean, that's the that was the story. There was no real like, you know, anything else going on. Um, like his, he needs to get over himself or get over his drinking. Or mm. there's there's no like character thing other than you know, you know, other than they all really care about the nature and the animals and their welfare and preserving the forest and and keeping it sacred and safe. And um, you know, there's various kind of speeches about that, and and that comes into play very much in the next film as well, the ecological aspect of it. I think it's um, it's, it's a bit more. Done. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a bit more um, prevalent that kind of element in the the in prophecy than it is in. I think it doesn't want that. I think it's like a little. It's just giving you a little seasoning of that because yeah. I you're, think, he, you're here to kill a bear at the end of the day. This is the movie about the killer bear, and they're going to kill the bear. Yeah, uh, but but they're just going to be like, mm, think about the environment just a little bit while you're enjoying this. Yeah, remember them trees. We've got to be nice to them trees, and mm-hmm. you know, respect your environment and don't litter. Mm-hmm. You know, because a bear will kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, this focused more kind of on that, uh, which it was. It is jaws on land. It, it does focus more on. We, we've got a focus of this this bear that's going to come and kill. That's our driving force. Be wary of the environment, and these guys are trying to try to save the day, try to you know keep keep the forest clean, and that, and obviously not. It's all, not those, all the bureaucracy, all the yeah. bureaucrats fucking it up again. 
Typical. Uh, did you know that this film has a spiritual sequel and an actual sequel that never saw the light of day? I, I, so, I didn't until about an hour ago. <laughs> so, so the spiritual sequel to this film is another film where it's the same producer, distributor, same director, production company, uh, and also uh, David Jekyll, who's in this film, and Christopher George also return in Day of the Animals. Uh, which is a uh, animal attack film again, another eco eco horror film, um, and it features Leslie Nielsen fighting a bear. Oh, right, and uh, it's it's I believe it's there's some sort of radiation or solar uh, effect happening, and it drives all the animals wild, and slowly the humans as well. And it's like global warming. Probably, I think it was something to do with that. Maybe the, the ozone layer or something. But mm. yeah, so people consider it kind of a, a spiritual sequel because it's again that could have easily been the comparison with that film because there's enough you know reasons to compare those as well. But I thought this was just a little bit more of a comparison. And then Grizzly Two, the concert from 1983, yes. a working title was Grizzly Two: The Predator, uh, was never finished because it ran out of money. So I don't know if that was the same producer maybe that ran off and was like see ya <laughs> yeah, in a, yeah. in a bit enough. Montoro Montoro um, <laughs> didn't get finished so that was supposed to come out in 1983 starred Charlie Sheen George Clooney Laura Dern John Reese davies and more people and it got it got leaked. It got uh, not leaked, I guess, but it got like uh, pirated on VHS. What they had filmed and what they'd put together, they try and release that. Um, and then years later, in 2021, it finally got a full release. And they they filled all the cracks with loads of stock footage, I believe. It mostly right. got stock footage, but you can get it HD if you want to see it. I've not seen it. I've only seen this Grizzly. Um, I wasn't even aware it had a franchise going, but it does multiple. There's enough Grizzly Bear films out there too. You can uh, ten a penny, so uh, so you can go watch that. But yeah, that is that is kind of I think Grizzly. Would you like to move on to prophecy? Yes. You know what? I I will save you the work. I will do the synopsis for this because right. I'm a gentleman. Um, so prophecy uh, opens with a young doctor who works uh, kind of in um, uh, kind of destitute areas. Uh, people of you know uh, can't afford maybe you know med medical care or equipment or what have you. And he's helping them out in the slums and what have you. And he gets approached by this guy and he's like, "There's an investigation I need you on. Uh, I need you to go to this um, forest area, this lumber lumbering area, uh, this lumber mill." factory whatever you want to call it and uh, because there's a dispute on the land that they've bought they bought all this lumber to to kind of produce and and the native americans there are claiming it's their land how can you own the land and that sort of thing and uh and slowly but surely we learn that the the factory is releasing mercury into the environment it has been doing for apparently the last 20 years, so much so that the creatures are growing in abnormal size. Um, baby, the Native Americans' babies are, are stillbirth or they're, they're growing up and becoming deformed or having birth defects. Um, and it has led to the creation of a giant mutant bear, which, funnily enough, was the inspiration for South Park's Man Bear Pig. 
So if uh, if you uh, if you like the character of Man Bear Pig from <laughs> from South Park, you have this film to thank because it looks almost exactly the same, apart from the pig and the man parts. Um, so yes, that's the story. Uh, this this doctor takes along his wife as well, uh, and unfortunately, um, she is pregnant, but her husband doesn't want to have a baby, um, and then she in ingests uh, a fish that has been infected with the mercury. And apparently when you're pregnant, it I don't know if this is true, but they say it affects you quicker and it, it's going to affect the baby's growth and health and, and all of that. Um, so that is kind of the storyline of Prophecy. And uh, guess what? Carnage ensues. Um, but yes, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Prophecy, Matt? Yeah, I mean, this one does have more kind of nature side of it where the, I mean, we start off from we we see uh, Rob uh, Robert Foxworth. He plays Rob. Which obviously, was struggling for a name there. Um, it, it shows that he's this kind of guy. He's a you know the reason why they've hired him to do this because he's a people person. He's very much about the people. He wants to do the right thing. He wants he knows how to work with people. How to how to treat you know we we see him in the um basically in the slums of it's like Harlem kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it definitely looks like that. He's treating this uh this mother's baby and it's like, you know, it, th- there's just so many kids in there and he's like, No, we have to take it to Australia. So you can see that he, he's a very caring person. And then obviously this guy comes along and he's like, you know, I've got a job for you. You know, your skills, you know, and it could be like a vacation, you know. So you come off into the take your wife, it yeah, could t- be fine. To your wife, don't don't worry about anything like that. You know, there's no no rampaging bears, <laughs> on, bears or radiation yeah. or you know chemical problems. No, nothing. It's fine. I, I'm I'm gonna have a stab at the name. I think the bear was called Katahdin, uh, the yes. Native American. Yeah, it's based based on a legend of, of yeah. some sort. I don't I don't know the legend. I haven't looked up the legend. Um, I don't know if you have at all. No, no, I nope. just read it then. No, there we go. Good start. I, I did hear it because um, the father kind of he he just kind of talk about the legend of it, and he says I've seen it once when I was younger. He goes off, um, takes his wife uh, Maggie, who is Adrian from from Rocky. She is. She is. Um, Talia Shire. Uh, yeah, which... Uh, I did, did, I, did, it t- did it take you out of the film? Because because she's been in such an iconic role for so long. Yes and no. I, I might offend some Rocky fans. Oh, shit. I'm not, I'm not a fan of her. I just I just find her very, very whiny. She, she does a good job of the whininess, to be <laughs> fair. Um I'm sure she's a lovely lady. I, I was actually trying to find out whether she could play the cello because that's when you first see her. She's playing the cello, and you know, there's a few shots of that, but then nothing else after that. I, I thought that was a really nice transition, actually, when you're yeah. in the forest, hearing the lovely music, and it's setting up the the lush greenery and everything. The lights coming through the trees, and then the music you're hearing actually becomes the music she's playing, which yeah. I thought was a really really nice transition. It, it would. Not, I mean, I, I didn't mind her, but. I, I just maybe because I've seen all the Rocky films so many times and mm. she does great on me a little bit because she's like, You can't fight, but you need to fight. But you can't fight, but you need to fight. There's something I'm not telling you. And and she kinda does that in this a little bit where mm. you know, the whole pregnancy thing. She's very much, you know, especially when he's discussing saying about the 
you know, these deformities and that she just seems to take forever to kind of tell him and that. And it, it just, it, it, it grated on me a bit, the fact that she, again, I suppose you need to look at it, the time it was set, uh, women want as forthcoming as what, you know, we have progressed so yeah, we, well now. Which we've, got, we've got to remember as well, like, this wasn't that long after, like, uh, Roe v. Wade. So this was like within a few years of even abortions being legal. So, yeah. so this was kind of a big kind of issue to be discussing. And I, and I like even so early on, like Black Christmas, they touch on it as well, which was uh, not very, very close after it. But I'm, I'm glad that it's got, I'm glad they've got something to do. I'm glad they've got a storyline. I'm glad they've got character yeah. as opposed to, to Grizzly. Cause you know, and I think she is a good actor. Again, I'm not a massive fan of Adrian either. Um, and she is very Adrian like in this, I think. Um, but I think that's more the writing than her. I think she's yeah, I mean, she's doing the best she can with these. Like we saw in Grizzly, they they were these female actors giving nothing, um, and I think she's given more in this definitely. But it's yeah. still like you know um, some stuff. I, I do, I did, I did like watching her throughout because I was I was really engaged with her because every time she learns more information or she falls over, she trips. You're like, oh fuck, is she going to die? Is she going to keel over? You know, anything could happen. So I'm, I was always watching her because she never says she she never is explicit about it because she knows how he feels about having children. He's yeah. very he's very world weary. He's very like jaded. He says, you know, I don't like the job anymore because it's the futility. It's not the people. You know, I'm gonna the the landlord's gonna up his rent. He's gonna I'm gonna write this report. It's gonna be thrown out of court, settled out of court. You know, and this baby will be bit by another rat, and I'll be bit back here next week. Yeah. So I thought I thought that's interesting. It's a nice balance between the two the two characters. Yeah. I mean He's very obsessed with helping other people and making sure they're all right and doing the right thing. And she's like, well, you're a robot. You're not even human. You know, show me. And they're having kind of a, a, like an emotional disconnect a little bit at the moment. And she does say, oh, I think the baby will bring us. I thought a baby would bring us closer together. And it's like, yeah, that, I, I, I don't know where you got that idea from. I don't know if that, I don't think that's ever a good idea, is it? No, no. I mean, you can't expect to, if you're not both going into having kids, it's not. It's not going to save your marriage. It's not going to work, and that if anything, you you just causing someone else more torture. You know, it, it's it's an unfair thing to do. She, she's a decent actor. I mean, she's in Godfather and Godfather Two as well. So she she's a good actress. Oh, of course she is. Yeah. Um, and again, it's the Adrian character that I just find sometimes I find her a little bit just wishy washy. Yeah, fair enough. Like it's 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 a tricky. Again, I think it's the writing in Rocky. I think yeah. Stallone. Again, I think there's a lot. A lot of that writing is like blokes just don't know how to write women. I think sometimes, and it's just. And unfor- fortunately, it kind of comes across like where where like. I always think that Mary Jane in the original Spider-Man films, Kirsten Dunst, I think she's a great actor, but she's given nothing in those movies. And it it comes across as a bit whiny. I think the first film, she's fine. But every other film after that, it's like, oh, why do you have to be Spider-Man? Don't be Spider-Man. Yeah, which I think we are better now. Sure, yeah. People seem to know how to write characters a lot better, whereas... You know, again, setting the time it was, you could see the fact that they would go, well, she's just... She's a woman at home who's just whinging at me. So, you know, let's just tell her that she's she looks good today and we can move on with life. And that, you know, well, that's not what it is like these days now. Or, or if you're Sean Connery, he says every once in a while, give a woman a slap. 
yeah, well, yeah. Love, lovely fella, lovely guy, <laughs> really nice, really nice fella. You know, very lovely. Um, he said that on like television as well. He's like, just slap women. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's just... not. It's not fine, Sean. It never was. It never <laughs> um, just to let you know, but he was probably too old to care at that point. Uh, oh, he's, so, probably, he's probably not that bust. No, but, it's probably, no. It's, it's probably like he's probably turning in his grave, going, "I still want to slap a woman." I still want to hurt them. Um, well, so, sorry if I've ruined anybody's image of Sean Connery today. I still like his films. Anyway, yeah. not all of them. Not, not all. Of, them. No, not all. No. Of them. Not all of them. Not There's some dodgy ones out there. Yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, that made him retire. It was that bad, didn't it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I get, I get what you mean. I can. It's quite hard, I think, when you you play such an iconic character. Sometimes it's hard to separate that from the actor. Mm. I think, uh, and then you sometimes like, um, you know, like Kristen. Was it Kristen Stewart from Twilight? Everyone's just going to see her as Bella. You, yeah. We only ever saw Christopher Reeve as Superman. Um, we find it hard to kind of sometimes separate those people from those characters, uh, which I totally understand. But I think she's one of the the better things in it. In fact. Uh, Quentin Tarantino said that she's the best part of this film. Nah, you see, I quite like. I'm going to butcher her name in a minute. Go Victoria uh, Rachamin. She plays Ramon. We'll yeah. say that. If you've watched the film, you know who I'm on about. Um, I think she's quite good in it. She kind of, she just sell her story of what's going on. She's kind of like the more sensitive side of of those Native American characters, that particular yeah. tribe. Um, she's there and she, she's she got a lot of agency, actually. So I, I quite enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think when the, there's a bit where they have a meeting and he's like, well, you know, John, the other Native Americans, like, I want you to come with us uh, to, to Rob. And, but then she kind of talks to him and kind of, you know, says, look, you know, this is what it's like. This is what, you know, what our tribes are like. I preferred her performance hmm. and that because, again, I felt a very genuine how she was coming across. Hmm. It was definitely uh, very much like you could you could tell exactly what was going through her head, even though she yeah. had like very little dialogue. Um, and she was like helping the the chief uh, Native American. I think it's Marai. Yeah, uh, Marai. So he's the he's the one who's kind of yeah. He's he's been there for a few years. He's an old man. He kind of believe he believes in the Katardin myth uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and he's very much like he's like, oh yeah, this is the Garden of Eden. I don't know why he references the Garden of Eden. Um, I guess it's so we we white people understand. But I thought he would like reference something else. I don't know. Um, but I, w- I was like, okay, what, why, why is that? He's like, they grow big here. Things grow big here. Oh, the tad- <laughs> they, they get out of this giant tadpole. tadpole. Fuck it out. <laughs> he's like, that's a tadpole. Uh, okay, uh, it's like the size of a frog. I think like a large but toad or something. I think we first see we we first see the, the duck on the lake when he's fishing, and all of a sudden this giant. Salmon or, or something <laughs> just, just just comes out of the water and just takes this duck away and, and like, he's like he turns around and he's like what's that and then you see it again come out of the water and it, it, it's probably a good you know three or four foot isn't it and, and mm. it's like oh <laughs> when they're actually arriving there's a lot going on when they arrive yeah like... there's 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 a dog being airlifted in. Yeah. randomly <laughs> so this family turn up who oh we're going camping. Oh yeah, uh, 
and that. And then fodder. Also, fodder. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dog appears, you know, coming in by helicopter, and you're thinking, oh, okay, um, right. I, I, I don't know I, why, but I got, like, visions of Jurassic Park, you know, when they lower in that, like, goat or sheep yeah. into the cage, and, it, and it's just like... But, I mean, they then travel... Don't they? And they, uh, the blocking the road, saying that you can't come through. There's, oh, that uh, was great! I like that scene. That was really yeah, tense. It, really good. Having having said that, a chainsaw versus an axe. But I, I like what they were trying to say there. It's like the old ways and the new ways. The yeah, the modern industry and the and you know the the tribal kind of worlds kind of colliding. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, they are, and they and they lose that fight because of that. So I, I kind of I kind of like what they were trying to say there, and it's really intense, and um, everyone's getting upset. And again, he's not the guy in it. He's he's not like I believe the the company because they make money and they're white. Mm, yeah, just they try to diffuse it. It does try to. It's like you know, is it worth dying for? And you know, as laid on floor, kind of like yeah, yeah, it is. It was an interesting fight. As I say, I don't know if I'd want to go against a chainsaw. Yeah, uh, I thought it's still exciting. It was like it was the most exciting thing we'd had at that up to that point, really. Yeah, most of the rest of it was just like people dying and look at our lumberjack factory. Yay! Yeah, it was, it was about yeah, it was about time we needed a little something. We get we get kills right at the start with the people going down into the the cave. I mean, it shows that there is something out there. And then we see the aftermath of them just kind of hanging there and laying on the on the rocks. Uh, they've been killed uh, in the morning time, but nothing really kind of comes of that. Well, that's uh, where the dog's coming in, isn't it? It's been airlifted in, this one bloodhound or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just so bizarre that they've just got... Why wouldn't they just put it in the helicopter, surely? Like, <laughs> like it's, it, you know, dogs go in cars all the time. I can just put it put it in the helicopter, land, yeah. and then take off again. But no, we've got to airdrop it in. This poor dog's just like, what the hell is going on? The guy, the doctor from The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, turns up, and he's the guy who runs the... the oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew I knew I knew him out somewhere. And it was like... Oh yeah, yeah. and he and uh, don't worry, he gets he gets bitten in half in this as well. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and he's like, oh well, I run my factory very well, and da, 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 and explain. He basically is the exposition man and tells tells them what the situation is and the blockades, and he, he tells them what they need to know. Yeah. is what he kind of tells them, yeah. and, and and it comes out the fact that he doesn't actually seem to know. Exactly what's going on anyway. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting with that because there's a bit in the in the end where they present them with some evidence of uh, the mercury poisoning that's mm. going on, which has mutagenic effects and leads to these mutant animals and people dying and what have you. And he shows him. He goes, "This did you know about this? Were, were you responsible?" And he says, "I didn't want to know," which to me is actually quite good because it never says that he did know. But he never says that he didn't know either. I, th I think it, it comes across that he was aware there was something else going on there. Mm, maybe. But if you don't ask questions, then he can kind of, you know, not be held accountable because it's like, well, I didn't actually know that were there. But he, he then, yeah, like he's he sees... actively ignoring it, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, he's, he's trying to remain ignorant of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I, quite, you know, I quite like that line. That line reading as well, I thought was really effective. You can see the fact that he is then aware of what actually has been going on and he looks quite sickened at that point. There's, there's a change in character there with him of like going from being this, you know, for the company to the ship. What, what have we done actually? 
you know, so because arguably he's a bit racist as well. Like the way yeah. he's, he's like, oh, there are violent people. They get drunk. They do this. The you know they share diseases or whatever. So he's he's got quite an, an opinion, a strong opinion about them. And obviously the the logging company, the Native Americans have a, a strong opinion about them as well. Um, and but the doctor's kind of in between, and slowly but surely he kind of comes over to the Native American side because he's seen all this evidence of something going on. Um, and but yeah, he's never really he's never really like you're the villain or you know mm. it's it's quite it's quite good in a way because it never goes outwardly that you are the you are the bad bad guy or you you should have known or should have done this it's kind of like it's kind of like it, it, this whole thing is our problem that the the ecosystem is our responsibility it's our uh reasoning you know what that's why we're all together and i like when um armando santi the most italian native american man i've ever seen uh a, a poor bit of of casting there, I would say, because um, everyone else seems to be Native American. Yeah, it's like they've given him a bit of spray tan and hope for the God. best. Really, <laughs> good God, yeah, that's that's that is what it looks like. And he's got some sort. I don't know what he's doing with his voice, but it's weird. I, I yeah, so it's some kind of accent where he's trying to do something with it. Because I've heard him in film. He's been in, you know, Judge Dredd. He was in that, and he's been oh in the, yes, yeah, he's the it, he's the villain in that. So. It's I've seen him in other things as kind of himself, or at least Italian American. But yeah, this was it was just like bizarre. I don't know what I I quite like him. He's very striking as an actor, and I like his look. Um, not that not the look in this film, obviously. No, it, with everything, it, but they'd have been probably better off just leaving him because I, I don't know what they did. It it looked like there was a, a really cheap spray tan or like a grease across him. He always looked quite greasy and kind of and his accent was a bit it was a bit it was as if he was trying to go for a Native American accent but thinking I could be a bit racist here, so I need to hold this back a yeah, bit. Yeah, so pull it back. It, it was it was an awkward one. I mean, again, I think I think he was quite good in it. It was uh, Matt Hawk, wasn't it, the character, I think. John John Hawk. Oh sorry, John Hawk. Yeah. My mistake. I think the casting and the acting is a lot better in this than in the previous film. There's a bit more to do. It feels like there's a bit more filler in this film hmm. to, to the other film. Um, it's definitely not as fun a film. No, it, it it just seems to get going, then stop, and then it gets going again, and then it stops again. Now, you, you could argue part of that is are they trying to show off the forest and that? Are they trying to show off that side of it a bit more? Because um, to be fair, we don't really see the bear till quite far into the film. I'd say I'd say either a little over, and it's very quick. Like I didn't even realize they'd kind of shown that. You know, when you kind of show the beast, I, I it was just like, "Am I here?" It wasn't like there wasn't like a slow introduction or anything. It's just like, uh, "Cut, snap, he's here." Yeah. And then when he, <laughs> speaking of child deaths, when he hits that kid. <laughs> My God, there's a little kid who's trying to like all this this family that were like that were like we're gonna walk for three days. It's gonna be great and hard, yay! And then they're, they're there, and you're just like, oh, we need to lie down now. Shut shut that music off. Um, and then before they go to sleep, and then before they know, it, it's just like and that, that's what I'll say about these bears. They they're very intelligent when they know not to roar. Because yeah. all of a sudden they just sneak up on people. It's like the T Rex is just very <laughs> tiptoeing over to people in Jurassic Park. You know it's. It doesn't make much sense, but it's just like, and then it's he absolutely like before before Jason Voorhees did his sleeping <laughs> bag kill, you know, Katardin. This, this is brutal. 
Oh, it's absolutely it, and it, and it's bloodless as well, and that's kind of why I like it because he he absolutely smacks the kid in this who's hopping away in this yellow sleeping <laughs> bag, and it's just like oh Jesus, and he smacks him so hard he hits a rock and all the stuffing flies out of this of this sleeping bag. And you're like that kid is liquid now. That's <laughs> that's all I mean, he is, just a bag of liquid. Again, they didn't say the kid died. True, but I I, I mean I I, 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 mean... I, I would have died if that happened to me. <laughs> That would like oh, that. There must be uh, if someone can work out the science of that swipe of that kid. I'm sure there was like, uh, you know, so much tons of pressure, so much speed, so much velocity. Yeah. I think it, he, he definitely would. Uh, either he would have he would have ended up like an accordion, or he would have just been mush. Yeah, I, th- I think he I think it was just a a, a best movie for him. <laughs> best that, movie. It, now I've written down what was the first thing you thought of when you saw the bear. Uh, you know what? I think I've seen him before I watched the film. I'd seen oh, him God, somewhere. Yeah. I've seen a, a, a image of him, and I think I knew its connection to Man Bear Pig, or I looked up Man Bear Pig and I saw the relation to this character. So initially, the I know the the creature was going to be more of a mutant. It was going to have more mm. kind of. It's going to be this more chimera like character, like they describe him. Like he's got this and he's got that. He's got claws and eyes like a frog, and you know all these different parts of animals. More of a mix and match kind of Frankenstein creature. But then John Frankenheimer says, "No, it needs to look like a bear." So they kind of. I think what you do see the tease at the end. Spoilers. Uh, you see another mutant bear just as the film kind of ends, and I think that was the original design. I think, and right. I think, I think that's why they show it at the end because it's like we've done all this work, so we're going to use it. But I, I thought, I think that's one of the weaknesses of this film. I, I think it's fine the design, but I think when it moves, it's shit. Yeah, the thing is that when it kind of comes into the campfire and you see the face for the first time, I just. I paused it for a second because I was just laughing. I just, I am sorry, but I could spoil this, but if anyone hasn't watched this, it just looked like an uncircumcised penis. (laughs) (laughs) It just just came and it was like, oh my God. Now, I I think I'd seen a picture of the bear Mm. before, which must have been the the, the bear at the end. And I'm thinking, oh my fucking god, <laughs> it's the one-eyed fucking monster coming to get them all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, he fucked that kid up, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was just. Well, maybe, maybe that, maybe that was kind of, maybe that was part and parcel of the storyline of Talia Shire, maybe, and her, you know, situation that. You know, you know, she's pregnant. She's fallen pregnant, yeah. and you know, it might be some. There might be some subtle links to that, but I, I don't believe so. But I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't consider it myself. They looked like a circumcised oh, penis. I, I, I just saw it. I just thought, oh my god. I mean, well, we, we know, we know, we but, know where your mind is, Matt. Right, <laughs> right in the bloody gut. Yeah, but the thing is, because it was mutated, mm. I think it, it it kind of added to that bit more. You know, not that I like to be chased around by giant. There's anyway, penises. or penises, yeah, yeah, but it, both it, equally it, terrifying, I think. Yes, yeah, it, I think it added that. But well, in Grizzly, it is an actual bear, hmm. and that which is scary. Don't get me wrong, especially you know a fifteen or eighteen foot bear. But I think this added a little bit more to it. The fact that you know it added to the fact that obviously this has mutated so much. It's obviously it's gone crazy in its mind. You know, it's out just killing things it shocked me a little bit because it wasn't the bear that i thought we was going to first see you have to just bear with me a second 
Here we go again. But <laughs> I'm just trying to pander towards the audience. <laughs> another one. Yeah, it's another. I was just, I was just trying to work out how to fit. You know what? You know. Music. You know what, Math? I think we're polar opposites. Ah, oh, well, don't worry. We can be forever. Oh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are smarter than the average bear. Yeah. Possibly. I don't I don't think I've got any problems. No. I think that's yeah. it, guys. I think we've yeah. run out of, yeah. of possible puns. Um if you've got any, you know. Yeah. It was it was more of a, a horror kind of creature coming at you. This yeah. was more the creature kind of feature. Yeah, um, more, it's more of a I'd say it's more of a monster movie. It's more it's probably more in line with something like Godzilla, because yeah. that has a kind of a message with it as well, and like atomic radiation, radiation is bad and it's represented as Godzilla. Godzilla is that, you know, hydrogen bomb, the nuclear yeah. bomb, whatever you want to call it, atomic bomb. And I think this is kind of in that vein more than it is an animal attack movie. So it's almost like we want to do that, but we'll bring it back a little bit. So it's a bit more in line with what Jaws is, which is just a really big shark that eats yeah. people, you know. But um, yeah, I like... I think the the suit is just really clumsy, and I think that Kevin Peter Hall, we've seen him as you know the Predator, we've seen him in loads of different kind of characters, and I, I think he can he can he can clearly move, and he knows how to move when he can move. But that that bear costume must have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, you probably, probably can't see where he's going. Can't his his footing is really uncertain, um, and it just looks like he's having a really hard time just maneuvering it. Yeah, it, it, it's like he's. <laughs> He's basically just been pointed in a direction. It's like just, just kind of go forward a bit and hope yeah. for the best. Wave your arms, yeah. Do the, do the roaring, and then just see what happens. I mean, like you said, you know, he was predator. He was Harry from the Hendersons. Um, he, he can do this. He, he he's very skilled. At it. I mean, he's a big guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this, it just it did seem clumsy. I don't know how far... Do you want to go a bit more further to the end? Yeah, sure, they, yeah. They, I mean, they do then discover the there's two bear cubs in the water. Yes. And I think one of them was already dead, but there was one that was still alive. Oh, oh they brought it back at least, didn't they? They, br- they brought both of them back, and then um, they have that reveal. They show the guy, and he's like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to know. Um, and he shows the copper, and he's like, this is the evidence. This is the evidence. I don't know why he had to keep it alive. I don't know why. He... Yeah. Because we... surely a, a dead one you can still do autopsies on and stuff. Well, if they're going to do an autopsy, it, it's going to be dead anyway, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, or a biopsy, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess maybe it's more chilling if it's still alive and writhing in pain, maybe more effective see, on, on him personally. I was thinking because uh, Tally Shaw is the one who, who carries the bear, it was as if she was then like mothering the bear. And she, it, yeah, I, mean, I guess. It, it, it does attack her. And it, it, I mean, it sinks its teeth in, and it, it seems to hold on for quite some time. She doesn't seem to want to let go. She wants to kind of protect this poor thing that you know, because it, it's no fault of its own. Yeah, innocent, um, innocent, brought into the world. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think you're right. I think you've you've hit the nail on the head that this is the kind of it's, she's seen it as her child. She's relating. She's looking at it and going, "This is what my baby's going to look like," or "This is what my baby will yeah. look like." There's a possibility uh, of that. You know, there's there's definitely a strong possibility of that, and I think. Uh, and I think the fact that the baby is hurting her is like her own baby is killing her as well. 
yeah. um, because it, of because she's pregnant, she absorbs the 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 chemical that much, um, the poison that much quicker, and it, it affects her. And then again, it will affect the baby so much that it probably will have some mental because because the baby has obviously mental problems as well as physical problems. So it's probably like it probably knows for one second this is caring for me and this woman is caring for me and the next minute it's like i think she's trying to strangle me or crush me <laughs> kill her yeah. um but yeah and they bite her two they bite, it bites her twice in the neck like quite gruesomely in the neck and i think the the i actually think the baby bear is actually probably better than the adult bear looks better works yeah. better it, it 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 looks more on not a giant penis. Um, <laughs> there is, there is that, there is that. But it, it, I, I do think. I mean, I'm trying to think now. The the bear at the very end. I think it fitted more in line with that one than the one that we kind of see mainly. So you see, that leaves a the question there: who's cubs? You know, was that daddy and was this mummy that we see at the end or other way around? That is part of the film that I do quite like the fact that she did kind of take this on board. The fact that you know. We need to protect this this bear now. We need to kind of find, you know, find the answers of of what's been going on, um, and because there was part of me thinking, well, why don't you just drown this bloody thing? You know, is it is it swimming across the lake? Just how, I, how the I actually, I tell you what, I think when it was in the water, that's when it looked its best because you didn't see the legs. Yeah, you, yeah, because because you can believe he's struggling because he's wading through that water. So I I can buy that a bit more than it's just like. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, all over the show, wobbling about. Um, I did think it was kind of funny when um, when the uh, Marai, the the Native American dad or chief or uh, whatever he is, uh, he's like he's like Katardin because he believe he fully believes that's Katardin, this mythical creature, and he's like Katardin, look at me, you know. He, he doesn't really say what he's doing, but they're all swimming, they're all, and you know, Ramona's like, no, no, um, and they're swimming away, and he just fucking turns into a ragdoll and he's like he's like he's got hold of both of his arms and biting into his head and then flying him throwing him into the air while still holding on to him and it's I mean, and it's so funny to be fair he deserved that because he stood there long enough just watching this bear attack um, and at that point the bear was not paying any attention to him whatsoever and that and then all of a sudden yeah he's like you know yeah because ah, he, he comes lunch. to the it comes to the camp it all kind of blows up they kill half the people they run underground and the guy get the guy pops his head out gets killed. oh yes <laughs> he absolutely gets mauled uh and then the guy the guy the, the helicopter barrett who's in the um it's in the fucking um uh oh god what do you call it the stretcher uh and he and he he's like he gets trapped on on the he gets trapped on the um on the car well, on the they strap him to move to open yeah and then he stretch. falls off and then and then hawk comes over tries to free him and then he's just like can't do it bye and then the guy's like wait 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 and then he's and then the the bear the shot's quite good because the bear moves across the camera and then on the other side of that cut the head the head is just gone <laughs> from this guy he's just hanging on the side of this chair. yeah uh, ah, ah, ah! gone but i mean the, the bit in the hole where they all kind of went into the that because they do mention earlier there is underground cabins um and underground, underground passages which at that point, I thought, well, why wouldn't you just follow the passage out? Maybe it was just like a dead end one, a hideaway. But yeah, they didn't seem very large or very long. I will say yeah. that. But I think but, I think they're more like prolonged hiding holes, more so than anything. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, it all goes quiet, and it's like, I'll go check. 
Because <laughs> you hear it, you hear it go quiet, and then all of a sudden you'll hear like, and and then it'll kill somebody else, and then it'll be like, and then suddenly the scream will be cut off and stuff. So it's like their head's gone or something. Um, and he's like, yeah, I think it's safe. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I think it was he a copper. I think he. I think been... he was one of the coppers. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, I'll go, I'll go check. I wouldn't be going to check. I know that. No. I'll, I'll let someone else. But yeah, it just it obviously it rips him apart, and then mm. you know that they, they do a. That's when they go into the water. This when they cross into to the. Yeah, I think so. That's other... when they start. They start kind of going. But I think they go to no. That's I think they go to the area where the other Native Americans stayed, where where they came to arrest them uh yeah. initially and then and then hawk oh. does that hawk does that great jump through the window i love that they get the car because that's a bit where yes. they get the car yeah yeah um, so hawk finds the car hawk finds the car but then he goes back to say i found the car just just bring the car i was just take the car with you um, he said, he's like i'm gonna hotwire it why don't you if you're gonna hotwire it do it there bring it back pick them up don't go oh it's over here come and come with me bring it back Yes, I thought that was just maybe, the... maybe maybe he couldn't drive. Pretty sure he, but I'm pretty sure he drove afterwards. Yeah, he, I'm sure he, he was he, driving he, later. So. Yeah. so I just thought, why, why, just bring the just be like, hey, I got this car, and everyone will be like, well, hey, you let's get on it. Off we yeah. go. Instead of going, yeah. oh, a quarter of a because it comes back and he's like, quarter of a mile that way. There's a there's a jeep. Why don't you bring it yeah. with you? <laughs> let's carry this guy all that way. Yeah. But yeah, because that's what they have to do now. Because <laughs> you got to get the guy in the stretcher, carry him across. And then the, they can hear the bear. I think the bear starts coming or roaring or running towards them. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and then they get to that area and all of the Native Americans have moved out or they've left or they've been arrested. I don't know what, what the situation is. They don't explain it. Um, and then they're like, oh, no, we need to get across the river to to that cabin that they were staying in, um, Rob and um, uh, Tali's character. And yeah. and that's when the, the water thing happens. And, and Mirai, when that attack happens, when the mutant baby's discovered and shown, and then everything goes, there's like a, obviously there's a big barrel of oil that gets knocked over and sets alight and blows everyone up. And poor Mirai has just stood there with his glasses on and the flames are reflecting. The bear doesn't kill him. He just stands there. Yeah. Like he just leaves yeah. and he must, he's like he's like he doesn't notice him or doesn't even, all the way through this and then and then Mariah they come up and like Mariah's just wandering and doing doing some sort of chant or something some um you know ritual or something but uh, he uh, and they're like oh you're alive and he's like yeah um, but it did kind of remind me of that ad. there's that I can't remember what the ad is for but it's a, like a it's a environmental ad and it's a, a Native American like turns to the camera like one tear falls down the cheek I can't remember what the ad is it's it's somewhere on youtube just put sad sad native american and i'm sure it will come up um because he's like looking at it's like look at the earth what have we done and then the and they cry so it kind of reminded me of that a little bit it's a good ad it's a memorable ad i just can't remember what it exactly is for but yeah. it's some sort of environmental you know message or something like that or recycle or uh you know don't cause forest fires whatever it is um don't, yeah. don't piss off mutant bears yes if, if you can avoid yeah. that in your lifetime never piss off a mutant bear so uh, have you seen any other of uh john frankenheimer's work i'm not sure actually uh, he he, oh, uh, he directed Reindeer yes, Games, am. yeah, Ronin, uh the Manchurian candidate famously oh um, the island of Doctor. Oh yes, yeah, he took yes, over, he took a, he took over that. on that. Yeah, he took over on that, but that was a he, he kind of was just brought in to just finish it. Right. <laughs> it wasn't really his film to begin with. He was just like, right, we'll just do it. Get it done. Uh he directed Running. Brilliant film. Absolutely. Great, film. great brilliant film. film. Great film. Great film. Uh, great car chase, great cast. Um 
So, so at this point, he was a raging alcoholic. So um, there was a lot. A lot of people don't think this is very good. A lot of people like the first half of the film because it's like a serious kind of environmental thriller almost. And then the bear comes into it, and then people are like, "No, bad design, poor costume." no tension, you know, all this sort of stuff. Those are the main criticisms for this film. I don't think it's as bad as people make out. Um, I don't think either of these films are really as bad as people have made out. Um, but I, I quite enjoyed both of them for, for different reasons. But yeah, he blames it on his alcoholism, but he believes that there was a bit more potential. But this isn't really his bag either. He's not really a genre film guy. He's more of a kind of crime, political thrillers or, you know, stuff like that. It, it's it's not really his bag or wheelhouse. So I think that might have been a problem on top of the alcoholism. It had a... a... Well, sorry, add a message to kind of say about the environment, and I, I think it, it delivers that quite well. It, maybe if they'd taken the bear from Grizzly mm. and put it in this, it yeah. would have been a better film. Because, I, because, think, I think you've got something there. I think if you mesh these two films together, yeah. although we've got this big mutant bear, we don't get a lot of that really mm. until kind but of. It, feel, it feels like it's just tagged on really towards yeah. the end, like the last third. I feel like it's just it's just like oh by the way here's the mutant bear. It, it, it's like uh, I can understand why people would like the first half more than second. The first part of it is very much kind of story driven more than anything else. It, it's like when you get to the end bit and they they take the bear down and then. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Robert comes charging out and he like jumps off the thing and stabs it in the. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit too cheesy for me, I yeah. think, because um, because Hawk's got this bow and arrow for ages, and I'm like, when are you going to shoot the bow and arrow, man? Yeah, like shoot the bow and arrow, come on! Like he's just running around. With, he has it for like must have it for again at least a third of the film. You're like, are you actually going to fucking use that? And then he uses it like twice, and and then and then he gets absolutely like mullered into a tree, and is like dead. But uh, that's the same as the, the. I mean, they do the uh, the show the shotgun. Uh, or the rifle, sorry, earlier on in the film on the yeah. wall. Yes, happens. yes. And yes, then yes. that comes back later on, which mm. is pointless because you don't really do an awful lot to it. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's both in both films, isn't it? Guns do fuck all to the bears. Yeah. They're just like, they're just like, no, we are nature. You can't beat us with your weapons, humans. I mean, it, you know that 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 bit where it does it does charge into the water and it jumps in and stabs it. In the, I think maybe if they'd have taken that part out. And maybe it had like like we say we had the other bear in there. Hmm. It could have been a better film. Hmm. It's not a bad film because it does tell a story of look, you know, we're hmm. fucking up the environment here, so just be aware of, of what you're doing. Hmm. It, it's funny, before before we started talking, I had a clear favour of which I like and now You're not sure. I'm I'm toying between them both. Ah. I mean, <laughs> this is what I like though. This is what yeah. I like. I never ever come in with a clear idea of what, which one will win. Even the even ones that I've seen, I right. kind of I kind of think oh, it'll probably be that one. But then by the time we get talking, you give me your arguments for or against, and I give you my arguments for and against, and then we start thinking. Yeah, because it swears you, because then you start thinking. Actually, he's got a fair point there. The, this the, the, the problem is there is elements of of both films which works really well, and then. There's pits that are just shit. 
true. That is true. That is true. I mean, you say that about most films that you know, most films you sit and watch. There are so many great parts of certain films, and then there's you know, there's parts of the film that are just not that brilliant at all. I, I will. T- I will tell you another person who's a fan of this film, Stephen King, the master of horror. Uh, he loves it, but I, I think the only reason he likes it is it's because it's set in Maine. Oh, right. Okay. And and he he's from Maine, loves Maine, and all of his stories pretty much take place in Maine. And you're like, you're like, is it set in Maine? Tick. Have a drink. Yeah. You know, the Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King drinking game. Is is there a, is there a, an alcoholic writer? Drink. Uh, <laughs> is there a kid with psychic powers? Drink. You know, it's all this sort of stuff keeps coming round. Um, and yeah, it's it's you know, is there a horrible bully with no reason and no explanation? Drink. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where all those kind of tropes come up again. So I was like, and they say quite blatantly, this is in Maine, Maine, Maine. They say it like three times, and I went, I bet, I bet that's why he likes it. Yeah, it's a horror film that's I mean, in Maine that he didn't write. I, I think I'd mentioned before we recorded it. I think the problem probably with this film was when it came out. It came out, and there was another big horror film at the time because mm-hmm. uh, it's the same year that Alien was released. Shit, yeah. Um, so, and then instead of copying Jaws, we started copying Alien. Yeah, which you could argue Alien. I, I don't know which came out first between the both of them, mm. um, but Alien is a similar film. You know, there is one one thing that's out there killing everything else, mm. um, and everyone everyone's arguing, disagreeing, and yeah. then le- leading to them uh, getting killed. Mutant um, baby. <laughs> Yeah, mutant, mutant baby. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mutant baby. Yeah, I can see uh-huh. that. I can see Just that. Yeah, d- don't have the soup. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, being infected. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, as I said, I, I can't see. It's the same year. I could, couldn't find which came out first between them both. You know what they need to do now in in this new oh. alien TV show? They need to get a face hooker on a bear. Show, show oh. me, show me what a xenomorph bear looks like. How messed up would that be? Oh god, I'd be terrified. Um, it, at least it won't look like a, a circumcised penis. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I mean, I mean, the alien does look like a penis. It's very, it's very Geiger. It's very, it's very Geiger. It's all penises and nipples and things. Um, but yes. Uh, so um, just before we go on to our comparison, um, I just wanted to read some of these comments from reviewers at the time, which I really love. Um, so a review for this film that appeared in the time in Time magazine said uh, described Katardin as Smokey the Bear with an advanced acne condition. Very much like a probably a teenage boy. So <laughs> yeah, so, so circumcised, circumcised penis. That's yeah, got acne on it. Um, I, just just interrupt you. Alien came out before this. Okay. Alien came out in September. This came out in November. Okay, so it wouldn't be that quick. Don't so know that. Yeah, there's no, no way they could have no. spun that round that fast. No. no, I don't think so. I don't there, think so. There's too much. To, to be all fair, there's too much production, there's too much, yeah. you know, cinematography uh, to be able to spin that around so quick. Mm. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd struggle, you'd struggle. Um, and especially back then, like now it's all digital, you could probably do mm. a few alterations and things, but, but back then, nah. Um, yeah, so the 1986 book, Son of the Golden Turkey Awards, um, by Harry and Michael Medved, 
This movie won the award for most unbearable bear movie ever made. I mean, we're going to find out in a minute which one yeah. which one is more yeah. unbearable than the other. Uh, and Leonard Moulton, who uh, does is a big name reviewer and does all those movies you must see before you die books. He said, uh, "Katardin is a giant salami." So he kind of agree- <laughs> he kind of agrees with what you said. Yes. So, uh, so as as always on the Clone Wars, uh, we do have to compare the two films, and we compare them in uh, five separate categories. And then, if we need to, I can have some tiebreakers as well. Uh, so, the comparison categories are writing, acting, music, cinematography, and direction. So, math, which film had the better writing? I'd have to say property. And that, there's more of a script there. There's more of a story. Uh, unfortunately, Grizzly is just very much go kill. E- even the dialogue, there's not a, a lot of dialogue in there. I mean, I actually thought Grizzly was only just over an hour long, and it's it's not. There's only about ten minutes between them both. But it, it seemed like a faster kind of paced film. It just seemed to kind of get through. So, yeah, prophecy wins. I think I I absolutely agree with you. I think there is a bit more of a message. Um, it's got a lot more. It's trying to say. I like the uh, the kind of the racial tension going on and and what's happened, you know, historically in America and what they're doing to the land. Um, I think there's a lot more there, and I think it's kind of it's quite fairly balanced as well. It's not like oh you're completely evil or you're completely evil. There's a bit more complexity there as well. Yeah. Uh, again, I like the Talia Shire storyline. I like that whole like, oh no, I'm going to have a baby. My husband doesn't want the baby, which is bad enough. But now it's going to be, you know, uh, possibly have birth defects as well. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was um, an easy choice, I think, for that one because it's again we talked about some of the dialogue in Grizzly, and it's not great. And again, it's very much like Jaws, like it's almost yeah. beat for beat the same film, which you know, and I think they did that. Sp- I think they did that on purpose as well because they wanted to mirror that and mirror the success. Uh, in some ways it does, but yeah, I have to agree. Writing definitely goes to prophecy. Okay, next up, acting. Uh, I do like George for, for, for how George, he plays yeah. the character. Yeah, I do like this for George because he's very much that kind of... Yeah, he does flinching because I I need to do something about capturing this bear, but I'll just have another drink and another cigar and yeah. <laughs> really should be doing my job. I sort of but I warm to that character more than what I did to any of the other characters in Prophecy, I'd say. Hmm. I think I preferred him, but I think he's the only one. <laughs> uh yeah. Whereas I- it, it's there's a lot. Of, unfortunately, there's a better cast in prophecy. I will. I will say the grizzly characters are more likable. They're more like yeah. They're more like characters you think you could go and have a drink with or hang out with, and you know have a bit of a bit of banter or something. Um, but apart from that, it's kind of I don't know. It's I think it's the bad dubbing as well, which affects it a little bit. Kind of lets it down mm. for me um, because I feel like most of that acting we don't really hear because it's all being done in a booth. So it's kind of like, hopefully they're doing good booth acting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough one. I think you are right. I like Christopher George. I think he's a good actor and he's been in so many things. Like um, I think he's in some Lucio Fulci films. He's in Enter the Ninja. I think he's the villain in that as well. Um, I do like him. I like him as a character. I think he's got a good look. Um, I know I know him, him and the other two main actors. Uh, I'm going to, 
be ca- I'm going to ca- be careful how I pronounce this film. It's uh, they they reunited on this film after they did a John Wayne film called Chisholm. I'm not not going to Chisholm. Chisholm. It's called. It's a western called Chisholm. Who, who shoots? Who shoots first? <laughs> oh well, I'm firing blanks. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so am I. I've only got, I've got three kids, no more. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. No reloads here. Uh, no. So, uh, anyway, uh, acting, as we were talking about. Um, I think I said earlier that the female characters aren't given much agency or much to do in Grizzly. Um, I do like some of the conflicts and stuff, but you, the like... I think the mayor is quite heavy-handed as well in his acting. It's like I'm the authoritarian. It's a bit more hammy. I yeah. think that's the thing. Which yeah, it's cheese. It is very. Yeah. It's what Andy Andy Angry Andy reviews would call cheese on toast. Yeah, it's absolute yeah. cheese on toast. Hundred um, percent. And I think the storyline and the the things they're exploring and there's a bit more subtext as well going on, like what he's seen and done is affecting him and mm. and her holding back the secret of having your baby is affecting him and and then we're seeing like the again the racial tension play off there's a, there's a lot more kind of physical and emotional acting than there is like words um you know there's a lot of dialogue in grizzly it means fuck all it means nothing it's like the bear does this and the forest and we go this way and we better get it and catch it and bait it and what are yeah. we doing and here's here's a grenade launcher here's a rocket launcher here's this gun <laughs> this gun does this you know it, it's a lot of stuff where i'm like yeah just it's crack on let's get to the bear bits uh get down to the bare bones um and yeah, so I, I have to agree. I think I think prophecy has stronger actors. I think probably there's a bit more money behind it as well. Um, They're given more to do with yeah. the script as well. Absolutely. There's a lot more dialogue. They're not just relying on. You see, that's the difference. We have a lot more bear in Grizzly, so they there is less dialogue there. There is more kind of from the bear's perspective, whereas in prophecy. We only get the bear merely at the end. There's a lot you more. You get the bear minimum. Yeah, you get the bear. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I, I think acting wise, prophecy pips mm. it. Okay. I do, I do like um, George, but I, I, mm. I think, yeah, I, I think unfortunately it, they've got more to do with the script, and they do a better job with the script. I think as well that one of the strengths of Grizzly is that. You're you're up and running. You go. You're running at the start. You know the bears attacking. Oh, we know there's a bear attack. There's a bear out there killing people. Let's find it. And it doesn't get that time to build the characters to set those relationships up. It's very like, oh, these two fancy each other. Bye. Anyway, yeah. go off to do your job. Um, so I think that's one of its benefits is it moves quicker, and there's a bit more pace to it, and it's a bit more fun. It's a bit more like, oh, okay. Oh, look, this one's got her arm off now. Ah! And and I think with this with prophecy, you it's again like I can see why people enjoy that first half a bit more because it is quite a good kind of you know it feels like um, uh, have you ever seen like Silkwood with um, Meryl Streep? Have you seen that one? She's like mm-hmm. a, she works like a nuclear power plant or something, and there's there's like yeah 
leakages going on. It's basically, yes. Yeah, it's basically it was like an Oscar-winning film. Shares in it, Kurt Russell, a few other people. Um, uh, Mr. Incredible, a Kratie Nelson, he's in it. Um, and basically, it's a true story about this woman who's trying to uncover this conspiracy about radiation getting out or infecting people or the safety conditions aren't very good. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of that initially. The, the film kind of makes me feel like that way. And it's more of an investigative environmental thriller. Thriller. Um, but yeah, I, I I think because it takes that time and it sets up those characters and their problems with the world and how they deal with it and what they're doing, I have to agree. Prophecy gets that. So that's Prophecy 2 for 2. Uh, next up, music. Well, well this I, is... I know, which, I know which way I'm going. So uh, yeah. where, where, where are you going with this match? I, I, I did really like the little house on the prairie at the start of Grizzly. I thought, oh, this is nice. I don't know. It just—it seems so out of place. Some of the stuff, the music and it prophecy, just doesn't work. Yeah, the music and prophecy. I feel like there's a reason and there's a thought behind having yeah. the music in this moment be like this. In Grizzly, I feel that they're like, "Where's the stock music box? Let's pull out yeah, some it, stock music. It, 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 we'll put that one on. Put that one on. Put that one on. Let's put the greatest greatest hits on. Kind of. Yeah. It, it kind of took you out of the film. At times, I think, mm. because like like you say, it it didn't fit the scene, mm. and that so you would have certain scenes, and you know, it, I think there was a bit where it like kind of doing this do 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 do, but it, it just doesn't, it didn't add to it at all. Whereas in prophecy, it, it was like a background sound, there was something there, and it kind of flowed with the scene, and you know, every now and then it would heighten up, and it would do for the you know the scary moments mm. so again it's uh, running away with this isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> at the moment yeah yeah uh so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say prophecy because like yeah. like i was saying that lovely transition from the forest into the cello the music yeah. being played in the cello i thought it was really nice again it ramps up when it needs to the music is intense and, and dangerous but then also it's kind of uh, very serene and beautiful and it's showing off uh the beautiful forest um so yeah i'm gonna give that to prophecy as well Great. Like that we're on the same page. Uh, next up, cinematography. I do like the fact in Grizzly you feel that you're there. Hmm. There's some really nice shots in Prophecy of like where you can see all the logs in the in the river. Um, I like I like the colours. The use of colour is really yeah. good in uh, Prophecy. Now, again, Grizzly. It's an old film and it was on YouTube, so maybe it could have been degraded a little bit there. But I, I, I felt that you was in the film more than what you was with Prophecy. I felt you was more kind of you was watching the film in Prophecy, whereas in Grizzly, I felt I was more in the film. Um, I, I do get the fact that you know we saw through the bear's eyes at times, and mm. I do think that could have done with being a bit higher. But having that perspective, it kind of I thought it was a bit more engaging. It, yeah, I guess I get it, it. Kind of Grizzly kind of doesn't have that film gloss on it. You know what I mean? That kind of there's 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 an air of kind of handheld, kind of shaky camera aspect, kind of like rough and bit, ready, a bit bear witch. Oh, <laughs> he hasn't stopped. Neither of us have. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of yeah, a little handheld or kind of a bit shaky. It's kind of a more of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's got like yeah, a, a grittier feel to it. Looks wise, prophecy looks better, but 
been in the film, I think Grizzly is, is the better one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt I was in the film Grizzly more. This is a tough one because I, part of me feels like it was a bit like washed out, the colour as well. Like it was just like a, a kind of a light but brown see, to I, it. I can take that from it just being the... the, the it, it, there's three years between them and you look at what happened in, in Alien, the cameras that were so much better. If this was on a bit of a shooting budget, the, the cameras wouldn't have been as good. So mm. that just let it down. But I think for the time it was, I, I, I'm i going to go Grizzly. I think I'm going to go Prophecy. <laughs> just to be difficult, I'm going to yeah. be... So that, one, that one's a draw. Yes. Um, so for this one, uh, Direction, I'm actually going to give it to Grizzly because I think... Um, as much as I like the look of it and the acting is really strong, uh, I think again some of those shots with the bear, especially, I think they they could have been edited or trimmed or you know shot round the problems much like Jaws does. It shoots round the problems with the shark and it does it very well, very competently. Um, and again, I think what we said is that if Grizzly, the bear in Grizzly, was in this, was in was in Prophecy, I think that would be the ultimate of the films between the two because it would feel something or yeah I, I don't know you know whatever whatever it is i th- i think grizzly has a bit more punch to it a lot there's a bit more fun to it there's a bit more uh imagination um it's not quite as serious because obviously prophecy it, is quite a serious film it knows what it wants to be though yeah and whereas prophecy feels like we've said two films in a way mm. there's there's mm. the 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 monster side of it but there's also the environmental side of it and you know like you've said before the the first half a lot of people like it because it's telling you that you know you're going along with the story but then you get to the monster part which may take people out grizzly is is very much you start off within the first few minutes you've got mm-hmm. kills and it just keeps going from there and it yeah. knows what it wants to be it, it, it's a rampaging bear there's not really much explanation for it it just that's what it is. Yeah. And but, but there's no explanation for Jaws, is there? It's just no. a shark, is there? So yeah. Arguably you don't you don't necessarily need always need an explanation. I, d- I don't mind one. Um I'm glad they didn't go with the menstruation option. Um <laughs> thought that way, well the, the way they treated women in the film anyway was pretty bad. So let's not yeah. make them the problem of bringing the bear. Oh, it's the woman's fault. She was on a period. Oh. <laughs> like we that that's that wouldn't that wouldn't fly today. Absolutely no, not. No. And, and and it shouldn't fly back then, but there you have it. Um but yeah, I, I think I think tonally Grizzly has a bit of a problem. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> and the next it's like, there's a dead child with arms and legs missing. <laughs> you know, it really flips between those two tones. And it's, uh, and uh, yeah, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think as a film, if if you are looking for a bear attack film, an animal attack film that features a bear, this is, Gri- Grizzly yeah. is the one. Because if you're looking for the attack film in Prophecy, you're not going to get the bear attack film you think you're going to get. I think if you're not until very near the end, and even then it's a bit, and even then it's a little wobbly. And the stuff again, the stuff I like about it, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough this. It's been a tough decision to choose between these. It's been fun, but it's been tough. But yeah, so I'll give that to Grizzly. So so we had a we had one for Grizzly for direction. Did you actually did did you 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 did pick Grizzly, didn't you? I did just steamroll over you there. No no no. Math picked Grizzly. So, uh, yes, and then there was a draw, and then the rest of the categories, the other three, went to Prophecy. So that makes Prophecy the winner. But 
We're not finished, Math, because we have a shit ton of comments <laughs> to go through. Uh, and we've already gone on quite a while. So I'm going to rip through these as quickly as I can. I think you and your family had a list of, of uh, bears. Yes, of, so of we, bear, bear of, films. Bear Winnie films. The so, Pooh. Oh, good shout, yeah. Care Bears, the movie. Yes, very good. That, that one, my wife, that picked that one. Yogi Bear. Oh, yes, of course. One for the kids. Uh, bear in the Big Blue House. Yes. Um, where a where a where is shadow? One that I I picked that I thought this would have been one that my wife and my and my daughter would have gone with, and they both just looked at me. Uh, the Jungle Book, Baloo, the um, bear, if anything, and also the uh, the old Robin Hood animated where we oh, had uh, uh, little, little John. John, same same voice actor, and I think it's the same it animation. Is, I think they use the same <laughs> animation from the Jungle Book because yeah. they're like, let's let's save some money here. Uh, let's just yeah. use the animals we animated before. Um, yeah, I love I love that I love that Robin Hood. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and, I love and, that. Uh, and Maid Marian was a literal fox. <laughs> so um, I, fa- I fancied her. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, any others? Yep, we've got Paddington Bear, Brother Bear. Now, now this one, I, I just laughed at um, Ted. And my wife said, technically not real, because obviously all the other ones that we, we named was real. So, yes. Right. But, yeah, Ted, the teddy bear. Right. Well, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, I didn't specify I had to be a live bear or what have you, but I'll allow it. It's it's all in good fun. Uh, but I'm glad so many people have have come and, and said what they think of these bears. Uh, so we'll get into it. So uh, John Hammond on Twitter, so that's at John Hammond 73 He said, I've got to go grizzly. I remember as a kid, my mum and I were at one of her friend's houses and they had a copy of this playing in the background. Me being me started watching it. It frightened the fucking life out of me, seeing this furry thing going nuts. I struggled for weeks after to sleep, had nightmares and all that scary shit as a young kid. While I can watch it now, I'm always taken back to that time and still remember everything about my first time watch. Yeah, I, it's, it's amusing, actually. We've I, I read that earlier on today. With Prophecy, I remember watching Alien, obviously not when it first came out, but... Um, Many years later, and my mum and dad had allowed us to sit and watch it, and me and my friend were sat, TVs up on the wall, you know, a little probably about a 15-inch. And the bit when the, 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 the eggs opened for the face huggers, uh, my dad came up behind us, both me and my friend Gallup, and kind of put his hands on us and went, ah! <laughs> and we, we, we had to turn the, turn the film off at that point. <laughs> like, no, 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 fuck this. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> So, yeah, I but, think I yeah. think especially if they'd done that, if someone done that to me, I would scared us. <laughs> I was even scared as Predator, Predator when I was a kid, and I was like, I was like, it's not even a scary film; <laughs> it's more of an action film. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent, excellent shout there. Thank you for letting us know who uh, you thought would win. Unfortunately, in this particular battle, um, tell us we're wrong. Tell us, tell me and Math that we're wrong if you think Grizzly is a better film. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it is, but not today. Guy Hepworth says Mordu from Brave, who's the the evil bear in that, the evil, um, you know, dark mystical bear that turns up. Uh, and obviously, there's another bear in that who is the princess's mum. Spoilers. Uh, Max and, Byrne, and the three kids. 
Oh, shit, yeah, the three kids as well. I always forget them. I always forget them. Uh, so Max Byrne, he says, Gentle Ben, a staple of my childhood, although I wish he'd have done a line like cocaine there and eaten Clint Howard. Um, it's coming up. Oh, it's coming. It's a coming. Uh, so, yeah, cocaine bear, get out and watch it, guys, because I'm going to. There's no way I'm missing that. I so. can't wait for that. Uh, Nathan Allen Childs on Facebook says, Brother Bear is a classic, and I'm not ashamed of my tears. So, yeah, it is a, it's a sad one. I remember it. Um, it was all right. I didn't I didn't love it. I don't think I hated it. Um, uh, but we'll talk about that more a little later. Uh, Seb Reeves, so at the real Mr. Seb, says, totally loved Grizzly in 1976, but I prefer my bears to have a comedic edge. To that end, I think my favourite has to be Fozzie the Bear. Have a good one. Thank you very much, Seb. Uh, that's a great choice. Waka waka. indeed. Um, here's one that's also not an actual bear. Um, so Fuzzy Dunlop, so that's at Fuzzy Dunlop underscore one. It's the pimp with a limp, Huggy Bear player. So, uh, so that's Snoop Dogg or all the original uh, from uh, from the TV show Starskin Hutch. Uh, but yes, yes, Huggy Bear he chose. Do you think that's is that acceptable? Do we accept Huggy Bear? Yeah, we'll allow that. We'll uh, allow we're, it. Not, we're not going to argue with Snoop Snoop no. Dogg for definite. <laughs> so Colin Gunn, our friend on a uh, friend on Twitter, who I um, just. I just spam my podcast at him every time he mentions something I've done. Uh, I'm like, I've got a podcast for you. Uh, so he says, Drew Powell. Um, <laughs> so so uh, he's making a joke about gay bears. So the uh, type of right. uh, ge- the gay type of gentleman who are large and hairy. And uh, so Drew Powell is an actor who was on Gotham, and he eventually became Solomon Grundy. Uh, oh him. yes, yes, that's that's right. the Drew. Because I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's a guy he knows or if he's a, a celebrity. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll just Google to see, but I can see what he means. He's a very handsome man. So thank you very much, Colin. Uh, and that's at Colin Gunn, 1960. And then Dave Horrocks at Seattle Dojos has responded with a gif of uh, of Yogi Bear. He's playing a guitar. Um, and John Hammond also responded again with a gif of of Grizzly. <laughs> Uh, Queen of Chapman over on uh, Facebook said, Super Ted. Let me just whisper my secret magic word. (laughs) Shazam. Shazam. (laughs) Uh, What do you you think of some of those choices? Uh, Super Ted's a good call. (laughs) I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, But Bubba Bear is, that is a good one. That's a a sad one. Gentle Ben, I think I can mention it earlier on as well. That I remember growing up watching. There was there was Gentle Ben, Black Beauty, Flipper. They seemed to kind of do a lot of uh, friendly animals. animals. Yeah. yeah, Lassie, uh, Lassie, yeah, 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 all of them. Uh, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Yes, good one, good yeah. shout. But yeah, I mean, I'm almost in embarrassing to <laughs> think You're of any more. Yeah. Don't worry, we've got more comments coming. Um, so, so Paul Meller at the Meller Geek says, my favourite is probably this little fella. So it's a it's a gif of Paddington. I think it's from Paddington 2, which people say is amazing, and I've not seen it yet. 
but people are always talking about Paddington too. Like it's the and they got like hundred percent on. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. something like that. But they took they people talk about it like it's the second coming of Christ. I'm like, is it really that good, Paddington too? <laughs> is it really this? Because like all ages come up to me and go, oh, Paddington too, mate. Though Paddington too. I'll, I'll have to sit down with, with little and then and watch it and see what he thinks. Well, I, I need to see Paddington one first because I well, won't understand yeah. what's going on. <laughs> it's so complicated, Paddington, the Paddington franchise. He, he likes marmalade sandwiches. <laughs> yes, I, do, I do remember. That. I know that. I know he's from yeah. Dark, Darkest Peru, and I know that he likes marmalade sandwiches. Um, I, 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 in fact, I think my sister or my mum they sometimes send me castings, and sometimes they're, they're absolutely not suited for me at all. And I think they sent me the casting for for Paddington, and they were like, they're like, hey Dan, here's an acting job, and I, I look at it, and I'm like, we're looking for Peruvian actors, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't look like I'm from darkest Peru, I'm afraid, uh, or even lightest Peru. I'm just, I'm not even from Peru. Um, time. No, no. We've learned that it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing in this film. We don't do it. We don't do it. So yeah, none of that. I'm not. I'm not about to get cancelled, Math. Uh, um, so uh, yeah, he said probably this little fella, so Paddington, and then he uh, probably the funniest bear too. But I've yet to see Ted or Cocaine Bear. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, Paul will tell us which one is funnier, uh, Ted or Cocaine Bear. Um, Tonya Todd at Miss Tonya Todd has said. Um, so I put an image out and I put four bears on it. I put um, the bear from Annihilation. Oh, uh, yes. Head is on there. Uh, Mordu from Brave is on there. And I put on, what was the other one? Uh, Paddington. Um... Paddington, yeah, it was, it was Paddington. Yeah. Because we just started talking about him. It was like, it can't be Paddington. We just mentioned him. Um, and she says, how is Baloo not on that poster? <laughs> and, I, and I messaged back and I said, I only included the bear necessities. <laughs> And uh, and then she responded with uh, uh, another gif of a bear from Robin Hood, uh, little John, uh, scowling and frowning. So yes, um, that's the kind of reaction I expect from from John <laughs> when I say just about anything. Uh, so Mike of Genuine Chit Chat uh, is the top right thing from Feast. No, it's from Annihilation. This is again the poster as I recognise it. I think the bottom right is Brave, which I love. Uh, also, I think the Revenant is incredibly overrated. The main bear scene is great, uh, and as is the starting one-shot scene, uh, DiCaprio and Hardy are great, but the film as a whole didn't impress me. Have you seen the Revenant? Yes, I, 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 I do really enjoy that. It's long. I think mm. that it, it's drawn out a lot. Which, I mean, people remember it for certain things, like the bear attack. Yeah. Um, and that uh, DiCaprio and, and Hardy are, are really good performances, but I, I can see the fact that the film it is quite long. It just drags certain things out. It, it but again, it does a lot of those cinema shots of showing you the forest and everything around it. So I, I mean, you know, it's not for everyone. No, fair enough. People like Titanic, and I can't stand it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Titanic fan. I, I understand it, appreciate it, but I don't, I don't particularly like it. I avoided watching it for years until Me I too. finally got told to sit down and watch it. And it's like, it sinks, <laughs> you know. But that's what, that's what we'll do next. We'll get yeah. we'll do two Titanic films, and you can tell tell us which yeah. one is worse. Oh, the uh, like the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, good shout! We could do that. That is yeah. a fantastic film. Mm. And the and the remake, or mm, not as good. Maybe we've just done that clone ball, so we don't have to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just like the other one's shit. It's fine. Anyway, move on. Uh, 
So uh, Andy says, I love the bear that tries to eat DiCaprio in The Revenant. Um, so, yeah, The Revenant, again, um, a, lot of, a lot of the same ones coming up. So recently, uh, over Christmas, I was at the Christmas do for my work, and I spoke to our boss of bosses. Your boss. Your boss, boss yes. The boss is my boss's boss, my, the head honcho, the, the, gr- the grand poobah <laughs> who should be listening. And I came up to him today. He was in the office today, and I said, um, I said, um, oh, by the way, we're recording an episode tonight. Would you like to leave any comments? I've been asking people, you know, which film will win if you haven't seen them, you know, what your memories of them, or what are the films that you think – you know, uh, have a, a good bear movies or feature a bear in a movie. Uh, so he's listed a few. He's gone with the Care Bears movie. He said it's Tarantino-esque in style, and you probably have this as your number one bear movie. Um, so he's been listening to a lot of the top fives. I, I love his enthusiasm. He's always coming into work going, oh, it's so great. And he's telling everybody in the office, it's like, why aren't you listening? It's great. It's so much fun. Um, I absolutely really do appreciate it. And that's what the podcast is all about. And he's going out and he's watching these films and stuff. So I really do appreciate uh, your enthusiasm, Derek. Thank you so much for listening uh, and, you know, keeping up and and always coming in with ideas. Like he's trying to he's trying to give me ideas for podcasts now. He's my new biggest fan. I love it. Um, so uh, he's, uh, so he said that he said Paddington too. He said Brother Bear. He said Anchorman uh, because there's a there's a bear scene at the end. There's a panda, and then they go into the wrong bear enclosure and have a fight there with the bear. Could, could I add Roadhouse? Yes. Is there a bear in that? Kind of. Right at the end, there's a stuffed bear, the giant stuffed bear that falls uh, on. The- <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> and then, the, the, when the police are like, "What happened?" He says, "I don't know. I was underneath the bear." <laughs> <laughs> we need witnesses i couldn't see anything um so yes and and he said um derek as well said i said he said he he had seen grizzly at the cinema in fact when it came right. out um uh, he was a he was a young man and he was on a date with i think it was a young lady called <laughs> he's not a dip <laughs> It's a date film, apparently. Uh, well, I, I don't know if he he made that mistake or or not, but he was uh, he was dating a young lady called Miranda, I think he said, and uh, he didn't see much of the film because he was getting his paws all over Miranda. <laughs> fair do, fair do. So yeah, fair play, fair play. We would all do that in the set. I think you know he was kind of doing the old the old arm reach over and hoping that she'd you know jump into his arms while while she was scared. Again, surprisingly brutal. I did not expect Grizzly to be as brutal as it was. Uh, but there you, there you have it. And one more person. So Alex at work as well. I was chatting to him about this. And he said, The Revenant is the most realistic bear attack movie. I don't know. I've not been attacked by a bear. I mean, this is brutal. I think, I think pe- not many people come away going, I've never been attacked by a bear, even if they yeah. have. I think they go, I was attacked by a bear, but I'm in pieces. It shot really well. That's the thing. You, 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 you know the the way it is. I might give it a go this week, and I've been meaning to watch it for some time. Uh, have you not? Have you never seen it? No. It is long. Probably could trim some of the shots out, and it probably would have made it a better film. Well, obviously a short film, but um, but I mean, it is. It, it's definitely worth watching at least once. It's one of those again that it's, you need to watch it once. Mm. Well, what I would say as well, that's uh, that's the last comment from everybody. So thank you all of you guys for sending your comments in. If I've missed any, uh, I did say there was a deadline. It was nine o'clock. So I'm sorry if I've missed your comment out. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. Ah, yeah, good. Ah, yes. Kung Fu Panda is a great. I love the Kung Fu. Like, I'm surprised. I, 
the first one the first one I saw was the second one and and I was like oh is this any good and they were like it's kung fu panda it can't be that deep and then by the end I was almost in tears I was like sure. what we well, you, you didn't warn me about this this is like like you know daddy issues and 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 like uh, genocide and Gary Oldman's the villain I was like <laughs> this is crazy I was like I was very invested I was like shit I didn't see the first one if this is this good yeah I mean, they are decent. I mean, Jack Black's obviously he, he does a good job. But yeah, 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 great cast, and it's fun. And and it, what I like about it is the comedy doesn't come at the expense of martial arts or that culture. The comedy is the characters themselves. Yeah, like they're the they're the comedy. It's not going like ha 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 kung fu silly. It's like it's going no, this is a proper kung fu film, but the characters bring some comedy to it. Yeah, which I, which I, I think is. It's quite rare that you see that. Usually, there's some kind of gag with something like the characters aren't, you know, they're not the the clumsy or stupid. And I guess you know Poe is to a degree, but then he learns how to do his martial arts. But he's meant to be that that fool. But by the end of it, you're like you're fully on board, and you're like, yeah, Poe, go kick some ass, Dragon Warrior. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I'm going to say, Math, um, do you think uh, people should watch both of these films? Because I know I do. Yeah, yeah, I. I... I, I did enjoy Grizzly. Um and now as we've talked through I think I think I enjoyed Prophecy actually a bit better. Mm. Uh not the time. I think I'm a bit like it, mm. it's dragged on a bit, but Grizzly's definitely it's one of those you could definitely put on. Don't probably don't watch it with the kids. No. There's yeah, there's, uh, there's, the bare mauling scenes, are, yeah, uh, probably it, it might look like it's one of those films you can put on and it'll be fine, but it yeah, really, it really, it really isn't when you get to those grislier moments. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, I have enjoyed them both. I am surprised by because uh, when you posted them, I thought these are going to oh, be. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, look. oh, bear killer bear movies are going to be shit. No, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I put you through the torture. I've enjoyed well, well, these films. I, I know some of the uh, the choices that you've put out there before, and it's like, oh, I'm not touching that. Why is everybody like this with me and my choices? They're like, oh, yeah, it's Dan with his weird fucking shit again. What's he going to bring to the table? But you do pick some weird shit. Yeah, no, I, don't get me wrong, but it's usually it's usually all right. Good, you know, it's good weird shit. It's like, it's not uh, like, I'd, I, I'd, ra- I, I I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch weird shit than boring shit. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you know, the, I, I do draw a line at Cannibal Holocaust and uh, Necromantic. And again, I said, do not watch it. Yeah, I, said, I said, yeah, absolutely. Which, again, do not watch this. you do the due diligence of watching it for us to tell us how how horrible they are. And I told people, and they listened to the podcast, and they still went out and watched it. Dave and Angry Andy, they, you know, they went yeah. off and they were like, "Oh wow!" And I was like, "Yeah, well, I told you. I, I, I bloody told you." <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would watch this. I, I, could, I could definitely see me watching Grizzly again. Yeah. Um, I think of it, the two, of the two, I think Grizzly's definitely the rewatch it's one. Easier to watch, I'd say. It, yeah. it keeps it going. Prophecy's technically we voted it the better film. Sure. It was tight. It was tight, though. I think it was really yeah. a really tight competition. I, I think Grizzly is the one that I would go back and watch again. Well, both of these films, again, are on YouTube, so why don't you watch them and maybe use the comparison categories we've used and maybe come up with your own winner and tell us why, because I love a good discussion. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us why we're wrong, uh, or tell us why we're right. We also like that as well. Yeah. Um, But yes, Math, 
I've loved this. It's been a great discussion. And I think you've made an excellent uh, entry point into the prattle world. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming on and I really appreciate you watching these bear films. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I kind of, I enjoy, I enjoy that. I was like, no, you're doing this. You're not doing it. <laughs> I don't care. You don't shit on my films. It was like when, uh, when Mike and Megan were shitting on the fly too. I was like, no way, this isn't, this isn't going to fly. This is quite literally not going to fly. So uh, if you want to be on the podcast, you just shit on some of these. <laughs> yeah. If I suggest something, you shit on it, you're going to do it. I'm going to make you do it and force you to do it. Uh, but yeah, both both films are there, you know, and they're pretty good quality on YouTube as well. Um, some of them, I think I think the Prophecy one's been up there like three years. And I think the Grizzly yeah. one's been up there for a while. So they're both in decent quality. I think I think Grizzly has a better quality than than uh, Prophecy, but it's still what it's still very watchable. Um, math. You are many places. You've been on many podcasts. You were on our She-Hulk discussion, um, and you were also on a Start the Andor one with me mm-hmm. um, that we did. I think it was episode eight, I want to say. Um, but yes, or with ten, maybe I can't remember. I think I did half of the Andor thing. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. You were, you were, you were very, you were on that quite a fair bit. Um, so She Hulk at large, and on com- both of those are on Comics in Motion. Go and listen. I will also link them in the show notes as well, and I'll also link the YouTube videos as well. You can find both of these films and enjoy. Uh, but Math, where can people find you on the interwebs? I am on the Twitter at MathUK78, so you can come on there and you can, you know, come and abuse me on there if you want. I don't mind. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, but I, that's, I'll, I'll probably not yeah. share that one. Um, you can, it, math, it's all right. You can have some privacy, you know. All right, okay. you're, al- you're allowed. You're allowed <laughs> to have some privacy in your life. You don't have to be like me who puts it about everywhere. Yeah. Here's I mean, my face, here's my face, here's my face. I'm, I'm going to be on a couple of... Uh, Comics in Motion podcast coming up, uh, the Last of Us podcast, nice. uh, the next episode, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so this will be which, out. This this will be out next Friday. All oh, right, so, in which so case we'll, that that'll yeah. be out then. Yeah, so so it'll already be out. So uh, that means I can tag it in the show notes again. Yeah. So I'll do uh, all those. And there's a future uh, Star Wars Rebels. Ooh. Uh, which I'd never seen Rebels, and I went and watched them, and me, Dave, and Mike are going to be going over season one of it, of what my thoughts of whether I thought it was any good or not. Well, Mike thinks it's the best Star Wars Yeah, Mike, Mike thinks it's... <laughs> there, is, there is that. I think we're just going to bully you into watching stuff from now on. <laughs> and we just be like, you're going to watch this, and this, and this. It, it's good, because sometimes I sit there, and I think... I, I need to watch something. I don't know what to watch. And then you look at the list and, all right, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, thank you, Math. Again, this has been brilliant. I've really enjoyed uh, discussing these with you. I'm glad you enjoyed the films. I'm glad they weren't as shit as you expected. Um, so sometimes, you know, I watch some good stuff as well. Surprises me. Yeah, sometimes I watch some good shit. Sometimes I watch some bad shit. But I'm always open to seeing new things. And everybody else should be. Like, get out of your comfort zone every now and again. Um, and that's what we've done with you, Math, today. So, uh, And I've loved all of the choices for the bears. 
It's been brilliant. Thank you for all the interaction. It's been great. Really hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we have. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Secret Balls, uh, Twitter, Mastodon, it's at Dan underscore Balls, Instagram, it is Spider Dan Secret Balls. Review, like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. And if you want to join the Pratalion and to be briefed in full, on the Secret Balls, swing over to Prattle World at spiderdanandthesecretballs.com. Please go over there. I've done a massive rehaul of the website, I've changed everything. Uh, there's a an episode archive. There's category archives for the blog posts and the uh, and the podcasts themselves. There's more links to different uh, podcast providers. Um, I've altered a few other things, coloring, uh, images. Uh, there is now embeddable podcast players as well, so you can listen directly on the website if you want to do it there as well. Um, so yeah, just visit, more people visit it. I pay a lot of money for it, so just just go go there now. Go there now. Uh, but yes, we are done. Uh, I just want to thank our, my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musing, Simon Cotton, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd, and Tony Farina uh, for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. So head over to patreon.com or it's on the website as well uh, where you can find me and maybe even you can buy me a coffee as well because that's on there as well. You can just do a one-off payment if you don't want to subscribe. But if you subscribe, you get exclusive content and the ability to choose things and see things and get random messages from me. Not in a weird way. Not like sliding into your DMs or anything. But Math, thank you so much. It's been an absolute blast, as per usual. This is thank one of my favorite. Yeah, this is one of my favorite forms of the podcast as well. Uh, one of the favorite formats, and uh, we'll be doing some uh, next next month. Uh, we've got another Clone Balls that was supposed to happen this week, but we've knocked it back a bit. Um, so we're going to be doing uh, Byzantium and Only Lovers Left Alive, which are both available on Amazon currently. Uh, but I think you, there's like a free trial or you have to watch them with ads or something. So go and check them out if you want to watch them. And uh, Tonya and Rhea will be here to discuss those. So just uh, just a little after uh, Valentine's, but uh, it'll be a, a lovey-dovey uh, sharing of love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me, you giant killer bear. Uh, yes, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all the support. Thank you, Derek, my new Uber fan, and everybody else. You are brilliant. And prepare for prattle. Goodbye. Goodbye.